Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with. Hey, 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 weirdos. <laughs> so, first of all, apologies uh, to those of you that didn't believe uh, my warning on the last episode that that episode w- was just so incredibly weird. A lot of people were like, you say every episode is weird, and that one gave me a stress fracture in my back. Uh, thanks for the wonderful support on that show, by the way. I, I think everybody knows I-, I never mean to make anybody uncomfortable, and uh, I-, I, you know, made a, made a gaffe, pulled a boner. There are a lot of fun phrases, fun ways to put that. So thanks for the – a lot of people tweeted hugs and support, and, uh, I'm, and I'm glad people enjoyed the episode. That was so great. Otherwise, that stress would have been for naught. So I'm glad you enjoyed it uh, in whatever way you did. Tension, laughs, both. Uh, and thanks again to the guests that did that show. If you want to come to a, a live You Made It Weird, uh, you can see they're fun. I promise it won't be like that. It'll be uh, fun in its own way. The next one actually is in Los Angeles as part of the Riot Fest, Riot LA, uh, I believe, dot com. You can come on September 23rd. It's at 5 p.m. That's going to be a lot of fun. So come come to the next one. And we got a couple others that I will announce uh, here. First and foremost, though, I want to plug my hour. I'm taping an hour special for Comedy Central. Uh, it's me doing stand-up. It's a stand-up comedy special, Standing Up. Uh, it's going to be in Austin, Texas at the Moody Theater. It's on um, October 23rd. Let me make sure. That's that's right. October 23rd. <laughs> I just was like, is that the right? It is. October 23rd uh, in Austin. 7 and 9.30 p.m. Really, 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 really need uh, some good weirdos out for that show. It's going to be fun. I'm pretty sure it's free. And uh, it's going to be a blast. Please come out. Please come out and support. Uh, and, uh, you know, get a hug afterwards. <clears throat> okay. Other live dates we got coming up. We got a live You Made It Weird in uh, ju- uh, Just for Laughs 42 in Toronto. That's going to be on uh, either September 24th, 25th, or 26th. I'll also be doing uh, stand-up at that. Also, uh, sorry, I should have mentioned the Comedy Mutant show is coming up on September 21st in uh, L.A. It's at the Nokia Theater. Be sure to get tickets to that. It's me, Ron Funches, Brian Posehn. It's going to be amazing. St. Louis, Missouri, The Firebird on October 3rd. Peoria, Illinois. Oops, we had to cancel that. Shit. Sorry, Peoria. We'll reschedule that soon. Uh, Chicago, Illinois, though. The Lincoln Lodge, October 5th and 6th. I'm going to be there. That's going to be great. Chicago, Appleton, Wisconsin at the Skyline, October 11th through 13th. Minneapolis at the Cultural Center on October 14th. The Hollywood Improv, if you uh, live in L.A. and want to see me working out my hour before I tape it on October 23rd, I will be at the Hollywood Improv headlining on October 20th. Eight and ten o'clock shows. Those are going to be really fun. We got uh, MC Mr. Napkins. We got Mark Normand. We got Jamie Lee. It's going to be a really, really fun show. Uh, Nashville, I'm going to be at the High Watt on November 16th. Atlanta, Georgia, uh, I'm going to be at the Relapse Theater on November 17th. Boston, coming home to the Paradise Rock Club on November 24th. San Francisco, co-headlining with Kyle Kinane. Cobbs, November 29th through December 2nd. And on December 2nd, that Sunday, we're doing a live You Made It Weird. Kyle will be one of the guests, and I promise uh, we're flying in some fun surprises. That one is going to be tremendous, I promise. Uh, Portland, Oregon, Helium Comedy Club, December 5th through 8th. Philly, uh, Helium, Co- Helium Comedy Club, December 12th through 15th. New York, New York, Gramercy Theater on December 21st, the day the world ends, according to the Mayans. 
Come watch me do stand-up at the Gramercy. Email the show, weirdatnerdist.com. The sponsor is Amazon. Go to this, uh, go to nerdist.com, go to this episode's description, click on the Amazon banner. Oh, fuck. Can't talk. Amazon banner. Shop as you normally would. That's the sponsor. Or go to youmadeitweird.com, buy some t-shirts, uh, support Katie if you're feeling nasty, and enjoy my wonderful friend, Jay Larson, as we discuss, among other things, gnomes. I mean, come on. Free podcast, guys. Huh? I don't know. I bet it will. Was Emily on this mic? She was, right? Yeah. Does it smell like it? Yeah, I can smell it. Like her. a girl? Yeah. Are you recording? I'm very receptive. Hey, buddy. Hi, Peetsies. Sometimes I get accused of turning it on. I just did, because I was talking normally. I was like, oh, look, I'm exactly as tall as this room. And then I'm like, hey, man. You're always on, Pete. That's, oh, that's a huge insult. Do you feel that way? No, but you're just you're just energetic. You mean in a good? Oh my god! Oh my god! You don't think you're always on? You know me personally. Never. I wish I were. No, get out of here. You know what I was thinking about it just today because uh, Chris Thayer goes on the road with me, mm-hmm. and he's the best. And but he's one of the things I love about him is he's so he's still young and hungry, so he needs to. I don't. I, I'm not saying this in a bad way, and he wouldn't mind me saying it, but he needs to be funny. Mm-hmm. So he's funny. Yeah, he's hilarious the whole trip. Whole trip hilarious. Just crushing so you'll still take you on the road? Not, not even – I don't even – that's a great interpretation. I don't think it's that because he knows I love him already. Yeah. But like he just – want. He, he made a joke where he was like I, – because I, I was uh, – we went to an open house. Like I, we were just hanging out and I was like, this house is in my neighborhood. And we went and looked around it and he was being hilarious and I was actually trying to pay attention to the house. And I was like, I, I, I can't listen to your endless material right now. <laughs> I said lovingly I was, and I wasn't even like stop. I was just like not laughing. Yeah, yeah. And then he was like – well, you know, I, I can't stop. I got to keep doing bits. Bits means affirmation. And he was kidding, but also kind of not. You so, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I mean, I've had times, there are some people that like, it's so, well, I mean, I just, I told someone the other day, I'm like, we were talking about you and I was like, yeah, Pete, I'm like, well, Pete will do a joke and if the joke doesn't do well, he'll joke about how the joke didn't do well and then he'll try the joke again and then it will crush. <laughs> that's, that's what <laughs> Pete Holmes does. Somebody called that hypnosis. I saw I saw somebody recently and they were like, oh, I didn't know you did uh, hypnosis because it's just like convincing the crowd that they're incorrect. Hypnotic or comedy. Hypnotic <laughs> comedy. Oh, God. Dirty hypnosis. Mm. Those nights always terrified me if you went to a comedy club and it was like uh, Dr. Dirty, I think, was one of them. You're from Boston. What, hip, hip, hypnotist? Yeah, dirty hypnotist. Have you ever been hypnotized? Has anyone? I don't think so. Ah! Have you ever tried, though? <laughs> Buddy, you're talking to the king of try. Of course, I've tried. I've tried to hypnotize myself in camp, in summer camp. That doesn't count. You can't hypnotize yourself. You can hypnotize yourself. yourself, yeah. That's called meditating. I, I think it's very, very similar. Yeah. It's a hypnotic state. But you're right. I, I, I want to keep it on you because it sounds like you have thoughts about hypnosis. I just want to say, in camp, I wanted so badly yeah. to be hypnotized. All we did was count backwards from 100. And there were girls that would be like, 72 12 like and they were like in it <laughs> and they said shit they that, just like, started masturbating you're like what the there fuck? was something sexual about it there really there was really is you got it's careful you gotta be careful they, well we were rubbing their temples and they're lying down and it's dark and there was no supervisor and no in supervisor tent. i had my dick out <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay is she out oh that's a gross that's, joke that's no, a gross awesome. joke i feel bad about that and i just meant jerk off not violator i want to be clear about that yeah that's but sweet she, they, and then i, I to this day i'm not sweet that's horrible in my quaker camp i i still to this day 33 so that was a long time ago not sure if the girls were faking it because 
they went into it like that, and all we did was count down from a hundred. That's all we did, and then but then listen. This is like... But women believe more than men do. I agree with you there. You know? So you're leaning towards maybe it was real. Let me tell you what the girl did. Yeah. She was like, uh, I'm, I'm a cat. I'm a cat. And, and like, she started saying like... That unconvincingly? <laughs> I'm a cat. I'm... Uh, I am meow, meow. I'm meow, meow. I'm a, I am a hypnotized cat. I don't... And then she started saying things like, and I'm, I'm on his lap and he's petting me. And petting, you know, means like feeling up. And we're all laughing, like holding it in. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't laughing. Like, if she was faking it, she was really good at faking it. So yeah. what is your thought? People- My thought is, one, I'm a little turned on because I want to go back to summer camp and be 14 again. You get turned on by the funnest things. Man. I know. Do you remember man. that one time uh, I wanted to show you a girl that I liked? And uh, I played you a video of her online, and you were like, this is really... It was just like her talking, and you are like, this is really turning me off. Yes, you know why? Because <laughs> it's like, I love that voyeur, voyeurist-type shit. That's, some... That's like your bit. The inv- Okay, well, I'm going to write down hypnosis. We'll get back to that. That's like your bit where it's like you want to be invisible. Just to be around stuff and just watch it. Just to watch it. That's the thing I say to you all the time. Too much acid. I, go, I know. It's too much acid. I just do you. And that is... Thank you, Katie. Katie just brought us a ice. cup of ice like Peggy in season one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Peg. Uh, you talk about I, – I completely relate to your desi- – you Jay Larson, everybody, has a bit uh, that I, one of your more well-known bits, I would think, mm-hmm. about which superpower you would pick. Yeah. And you make an argument for invisibility. First of all, and Pete loves it, and he'll always just I be like, too much acid. It's too much acid, bro. I'll get texts. It's way too, it's too much, much acid. acid. And that's all I want to say to you. You're on the Pete Holmes text mailing list. If I think about I you and it. I laugh, like I'm in my car and I think that's too much as I laugh, why wouldn't I share that? I know, I love it. I that's love it the every world time. I want to live in. If people just sent me lines from my jokes when they thought of it, I, I would like that. I told Kate I was coming here. She's like, oh my God, what are you guys going to talk about? I'm like, I got a feeling we're going to talk about too much acid. <laughs> that's probably that's too much acid. Uh, things then, acidic. <laughs> then I also said, we might throw quotes from the town. Oh. And I she forgot. goes, well, that's been on HBO lately, so that's good for you. Yeah, I love the town so, um, so much. As, back to hip, hypnotizing, just yeah, real sure, quick. All sure, I think sure, is, sure. I wanted to believe in everything, you know? Yeah. Like, I went through a, a big phase where I would walk through alleys at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning and just, like, see if something would happen. Like, just, come on, God, show something. Wait, God or the Crips? Which no, are you yeah. trying like, No, I wanted <laughs> something like... You know, like something amazing to happen. But why an alley? Not, not a dangerous place. Looking for like ghosts. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Or spirits. Yeah. Or something different. Now Nothing ever happened. I've never no. seen a ghost. I want to see a ghost. I want to see gnomes. We just talked about this. Taylor Williams. <laughs> gnomes? Hey, I knew, I met a woman who, had, who used to have a gnome. Had a gnome. What does mm-hmm. that mean? Had a gnome. She grew up on a farm, and there was a little gnome out in the out in the field, and it would sit on her shoulder. And that's stuff. not real. Okay. Well, is we, it real? Believe, I don't know. This is the problem. Oh, God, we have to shave with Occam's razor again, and we can't believe that story. That sucks. Fucking Emily Gordon's father, uh-huh. who I just saw down there, yeah, told me that he's a reasonable man. I've met mm-hmm. him. He's a delight. He's a reasonable. Don't picture something like ah, there's gold in the middle. Like picture like a regular man. Mm-hmm. Let's put him in a suit. Why not? Okay, it's our Business. fantasy. Yeah, too much acid. <laughs> so he's in a suit, and he said on the regular he would go on walks in this like nature preserve near their house in, in North, the United States in North Carolina. Okay, they'd go on walks in a nature preserve, and they would and he would regularly listen to me carefully because I'm choosing my words deliberately. Regularly see a pterodactyl flying about. He saw a pterodactyl. Do you understand where my mind just went? I'm like, I can't wait to hear what this guy saw. As soon as pterodactyl, I'm like, fuck this liar. Ah! No, he did not see it. <laughs> he has nothing to gain. 
He and you can't mistake. Oh, it wasn't a pterodactyl. It was a pigeon that had its head. He, he stuck his head on a boomerang. I wouldn't even know what or a hockey. The top of a hockey stick. <laughs> you know how the top of a hockey stick kind of looks like yeah. a pterodactyl head. Except I'm I'm just, I, I'm 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 stumped. Stump? Stump. You, oh, you don't? But you believe gnome? And uh, look, I'm not challenging no, you. No, I don't. I thought your interpretation of that story would be like, "Where is this park?" Yeah, I mean, it would be. I mean, I would love to go. But me you know too. what would happen? This is see, this is where nothing. I fucked up. Is nothing. I would go and nothing would happen. I'd be like, "Oh, see, God just doesn't want me to see that shit." But this fucking isn't that weird? Normal Joe and this chick that I had sushi with one time. She had a gnome. Well, okay. She, so she said she saw a gnome she and would she like used to talk have to a it. gnome. Have a gnome. In other words, like from the time she was like six to eight. She would they would see this gnome all time, and then from eight to ten, no gnome sporadically, and then they were moving, and she went out to like the trees. She used to see him because she was leaving, and he came down, sat on her shoulder. She said goodbye, and then she went on with her life. Between six and eight, and then saw. When did he say goodbye? When she was ten. Ten. Yeah. Later. Yeah. Because six and eight, no matter what you see, I'm just like you're a yeah. kid, and and your mind is going to go crazy. I, I don't know if that doesn't mean it's true, but then seeing a gnome... I have so many questions for this girl. So do I, and I have so many was questions he always for the pterodactyl. Uh, was, Did he report it? He didn't report it. See? No. 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 Well, you don't well, have the guts to report it? Well, that's what I want to know, but you report it. Next thing you know, there's like an FBI van pulling into your nature walk, and they're just like, oh, no, there was no pterodactyl, as they have like a black bag that's moving in the shape of a pterodactyl. And they stun-gun you. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're stun-gun you, and they're hitting the bag with the back of a magnum flashlight, <laughs> and they're like, I don't know what you saw or what you thought you saw. What Was the gnome wearing the same clothes every time? And yes, know. I'm going to be talking to you in a mild boss accent the whole time. I know. You I just love it. So you much. realize with this chick, as soon as she said, I just believed, I was like, yeah, that's awesome. It's amazing. You that's, just believed it. I just believed it. Bless you, Katie. Yeah. What if I was a girl? Would you believe Well, my she was with a dude, accent? and I was just at sushi, and I was talking to them, and the guy's like, what are you trying to pick up my girl? Because we started talking about, I always it's said It's the gnome. You trying to pick up my girl? He's just like this tiny guy. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just told him I always wanted to have a farm. I'm like, I always wanted to have a farm my whole life. And okay. she's like, I grew up on one. And um, we had a gnome. And then, no, no, it didn't get into gnomes. And then we just kept talking. And then I, then something came up about gnomes. I brought it up. And gnomes she, just came up. Yeah. And then the guy just goes, are you serious, man? Are you serious? Really? Like, basically, like, what are you trying to do? Wait. Was uh, was he like, we're going to talk? Did he know about the gnomes? He knew about her gnomes, so he was obviously like, who is this guy trying to scoop my girl? He wants a farm. She grew up in one, and now he's bringing up gnomes. And, and, that, and like, oh, I, they have a serendipity. It was like, yeah, like they, they share an interest in gnomes. What the fuck? He could have said any magical creature. We were connected. He says gnomes. Yeah. You maybe ended up with the wrong woman. You should be with this girl in the gnome. Is there, I mean, there's a couple other chicks I should have been with than the one I'm with. Uh, <laughs> I love Kate so much. Is uh, she going to listen to this? Yeah, probably. I think she's so great. You know that. I've been unabashedly like, oh, she's kind the of best. loving of your wife she's from, the the beginning, from the beginning. I mean, I do a joke on Stave how I can't wait for her to die, and she thinks it's hilarious. I think that's so great. I am so gun-shy that the, from the last uh, one of my previous relationships that uh, I'm so worried about dating somebody and then, then like then allowing them to censor me somehow. Because I was terrified of what one oh. of these girls thought of my act. And I'm currently, as people have heard me work it out on the show, I have a bit about hating my girlfriend's friends. It's mm-hmm. really funny. You would actually really like it. Uh-huh. It's, just, it's, it's actually kind of from a loving place. It's like, I love this girl. Why do I have to meet these other girls now? You know what I mean? <laughs> they just come into your life. And then, like, you know, if, if I start dating someone, I'm going to be like, uh, I, I'm just joking. You know what I mean? When really, the girl should just be like, who cares? That's funny. That's, yeah. that's like a par- partial truth. I know you're kidding. I was censored for a while with Kate because she was like certain stuff I just wouldn't talk about and then after it just grew a little bit and I did this joke about like 
on on Christmas this past year, we yeah. were like went for a walk. We're going for like a walk and jog. I do it on stage anyway. Kate was stretching. Yeah, and walk then, and jog. Oh, yeah, you like, walk, she jogs. No, like you walk for a little, then you jog for a little. Oh you my walk God. a little. You know, you don't want to be a full run. It's Christmas, and uh, <laughs> the nog sloshing in your stomach. Take yeah. it easy. Maybe so, it's time to walk a stretch. Exactly. Walk and run, okay. But she was stretching. I wasn't, and then she was like bent over, like touching her toes, and a car was driving by. So I just grabbed her from behind and simulated <laughs> backdoor sex on her. Yeah. for whoever the stranger was. Yeah, yeah, Santa. She thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Right. That guy on Christmas morning just sees some dude <laughs> knocking it out. <laughs> so like. I think she kind of likes being in the act, but there's other. St- I mean, you know. No, that's great, but fuck the act. I mean, like, yes, the act acts great. I, but a girl that like jokes around and stuff and gets it, she's always seemed pretty savvy. Yeah, and she stuff. always gets it. I think that's great. We'll talk. We'll talk about relationship. I got to talk about this gnome a little bit more. I'm sorry. Done. I what, mean, I don't know that much about it. But did you? What do? What did you ask? Because here, my did you like? Was the gnome always wearing the same clothes? Was it a, a blue wool jacket and red pants with a hat? I mean, it could have been. I I've got, done. Have you ever read up on gnomes? I've read up a bunch on gnomes. All I know about gnomes is what Duncan Trussell told me, which is if you do enough mushrooms, you'll see gnomes. You, okay, you want to know my philosophy? Yeah. When you do a certain mushroom or you get to a certain uh, porthole or go through a certain dimension, you could then see gnomes. That's my philosophy. That, I've never – for a guy who gives a shit about so much weird shit, yeah. I can't believe – and I'm glad we're recording the first gnome conversation I've ever had. <laughs> We're going to call this episode Gnome Alone. Gnome <laughs> Alone! That is such a key home iTunes, Gnome Alone. You know what? Full honesty, I think, as I said it, Dude, I got it from Mad Gnome Magazine. Gnome Alone. Oh, you did? Yeah. God, I, as it was coming honesty. out. I, I, why why fuck good? around? You know what? Like, It's a Mad Magazine joke, Gnome Alone. In the same, because when I said that, I was like, oh, Terminator. Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. They had this poster for the Terminator. It was Kermit, dressed like the Terminator. It like made a big impact. Those jokes are still floating around in my subconscious. Yeah. But I realized I was stealing it. You didn't steal it. You just I you used stole it. For, yeah, yeah. Like, what's the point? I'm, I'm like a Native Done. American. I use every part of the joke. <laughs> other, wow. be, other people's buffaloes <laughs> <laughs> that they worked on and, and really were happy with, and then I just steal them. Yeah, I don't steal them. Oh, uh, that's amazing. But no, I'm alone. Um, what, 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 okay, you're telling me about- I just put it this way. I had a buddy who introduced me to mushrooms- Okay, yeah. and we would go do mushrooms together, and then we were at the bookstore one time, Stone Public Library. Stoned in the library. And they had 25-cent books, and one was a book on gnomes. And the last page in the book is the gnome. He gets done telling these two human beings, like, what it is that gnomes are supposed to represent and, like, what's wrong with the world. And then he goes to, like, drift off. Tom Tay is his name. This is the gnome. Yeah. Is it, I'm not joking. Is this a true story, or did they, were they like, this is a, a, a fiction? I, I'm, you, you can yeah, take I it for know. whatever you want, you know? All right. It's all illustrated, the whole book. So it's real. Yeah. <laughs> you don't you can't just draw from no, your brain. Please. And so the gnome takes off in the distance and then they show him up on the on It's the, always the distance people are taking off, Yeah, you? they never go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I, I just love doing business. Can we get someone to the forefront, please? <laughs> ah, he, he vanished gone? into the nearby. <laughs> he, he was right over there, but he just stopped moving. But then he was gone. Oh my god, I'll tell you about the Bukowski thing. Keep um, going. So he's in the distance, so he leaves and he goes on the hill, he waves goodbye. The next page is just a blank white page with a pine cone on the next page, and uh-huh. then you flip it again, it's a blank page with a mushroom. Uh-huh. And to me, I was like, Oh, okay. You know, and my buddy saw it and I was like, <gasps> That's why I got a mushroom tattoo on my back. You do? Yeah. I didn't know you were a mushroom guy for with all that the time. word Slitzvites. That's his name? No, that's gnome for hello, goodbye, I love you. It's like aloha. But it's uh, it's your shalom for for gnomes. Yeah, exactly. Shalom, 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 
It took a while, but we got there. Shanom. <laughs> you can say Shanom or Slitzva. Slitzvites. 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 That sounds, that sounds Hebraic. <laughs> anyway. No, not anyway. We're in it. We're yeah. in the thick. We're in it. The pine cone, to me, that would be the pineal gland. Are you familiar with the pineal gland? No, but look at you. What is this? <laughs> well, pine cones are everywhere. Have mm-hmm. I said this on the show, Katie? I talk about this a lot, and then I always want to punch myself in the nuts, but fuck it. Because it's kind of annoying. But pine cones are everywhere. If you mm-hmm. go to the Vatican, there's a huge pine cone, like a gold pine cone, like in the center of Vatican Square. Uh-huh. All right, huge pine cone. Go into uh, Egyptian art, pine cones everywhere. If you look at like uh, those Buddha statues where the hair kind of looks like a beehive, uh-huh. you know what I'm talking about? The like meditating Buddhas. Yeah, but I, those, I've never. Those keep... heads also look like pine cones. If you, if you think about it, sorry to interrupt you. You're not interrupting. I'm, this is intriguing. I don't know anything about this. Here's the best place to see pine cones everywhere. And you'll realize, once you start looking for pine cones, it's like, you know when you're in the market for a certain car? Yeah. Uh, you start seeing that car everywhere? Mm-hmm. Uh, once you start looking for pine cones in, like, architecture and stuff, they're fucking everywhere. Okay. I'm going somewhere with this. So look uh, look on banisters. Banisters. I know that. I always see them there. They're there. Okay. Like pineapple. Yeah, everywhere. It, it, pine, it looks like a pine cone or it looks like a pineapple. It, it, I, I would think it's a pine cone. It's my, it's my interpretation. Uh, I, Go to any first grade class, you're going to see pine cones. Ah, especially around the holidays. <laughs> Those kids are hip to it. Decorated. Now, the pineal gland is the gland. It's the third eye, okay? The third eye, it, it, it's basically in, uh, right? If you, you know where people put bindies? You know, Indian yeah, people yeah, yeah. put a bindi there? That's, that's pointing into the back of your brain where the pineal gland is. And the pineal gland is this gland, and I'm sorry for all my hippie weirdo friends that, who've known this for a long time, is basically like an eye. It has rods and cones. It just doesn't have a lens. My rods? Okay. Okay. And it looks like a pine cone. So the like ancient Egyptians and stuff cutting brains open, you know they love that shit. We're like calling it pineal there or whatever. It's it's I don't know the etymology. Etymology? Yeah, I would etymology think so. of it. Yeah. Optimology? It's an eye. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the idea is the pineal gland is what's responsible for uh, for inner sight. So when I ask you to close your Dope. eyes and say picture uh, a fucking pterodactyl, which I'm doing right now, yeah. uh, it's your pineal gland that's projecting that onto you. When you dream, it's your pineal gland. When you're in the womb. All pineal gland, a constant hallucination. When you're dying, it flares up. And when you're on mushrooms, it's going fucking ape shit. That's what you're activating when you take a hallucinogen. And you can actually, I'm kind of crazy and I'm also, you know, again, I've only done mushrooms a handful of times. Literally five. That's a handful. Yeah. A handful of times. You could probably get six in there. I'd love to get six. Let's get a six in there. <laughs> anyway, you, I can feel, I always feel the bindi area kind of vibrating a little bit. It's because it's, uh, I'm a little bit aware of it. Now, so that's what they're saying. Why is there a huge fucking pine cone in the middle of the Vatican? Because all of spirit, if you look up pineal gland in the uh, dictionary, it says the seed of the soul. So mm-hmm. that's the part of your brain that's like responsible for your soul or, the, or at least the perception of a soul. That's an, I love it. I so love that's, the, that's the pine and oh. then the mushroom. It does a lot of, I'm going to have to go back and read the book. I know. I want to learn more of these weird Yiddish, like, uh, I mean, Zitzka. What's that? That's how you say hello to a gnome. No, it's I don't know. Slitzvites. How you, oh, I'm sorry. Slitzvites. You know, gnomes also, when they're going out, it sounds like a non alcoholic beer. <laughs> you want a Slitzvites? I'm get a uh, Duels and a Slitzvites. <laughs> my buddy. It's like an amber, it's like a darker, it's a tiny bottle. <laughs> yeah. It's for gnomes. gnomes. Fuck, this guy ordered a gnome lager. Doesn't it look like gnomes would make beer? Can I get a uh, <laughs> 72 Slitzvites? I want to get. <laughs> I'm super thirsty. <laughs> They're tapping a root beer barrel candy for <laughs> root beer. <laughs> That's a great visual short joke, too, if oh. you ever want to be like, go home and, you know, if you're ever getting ragged on by a real short yeah. guy, why don't you go home and put a tap in a root beer barrel candy? It's so convoluted. It's a long way to go that, for it. That's a long way around the barn. That almost is what makes it great. It'd be- hey, shorty, why don't you go home, get one of those old school root beer barrel candies, get a tiny tap. 
put it in it, then enjoy several glasses of root beer, because that's how many you'd need from that barrel. Me, I just put it in my mouth at the same time. Where are you going in your tiny car? <laughs> it was worth it. I regret nothing for that yell. I would have loved it, especially like if you're in a bar and everyone's waiting for you to slay this guy. Pete'll destroy a heckler. This short heckler. This <laughs> you should, should have amazing. heard. It was like 14 pages <laughs> and then one laugh at the end. Um, so tell me everything. Tell me all your thoughts well, on Well, let me gnomes. just tell you. I'll just give you this backup. Yeah. Gnomes, before they go out at night, they sit and they just feel the world around them to make sure it's safe to go out. Okay. okay? They live 400 years. That's like my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding there. They live 400 years. Ex- except every time one's born, a tree is planted, and when the tree dies, that's when the gnome dies. I, all I do is watch that tree. Yeah. Can you stay away from the tree? It's important. Whoa, I, I whoa. Don't, I don't have time to explain. It's dog will bite. Get out of that Hey, tree. fucking beat it. Schlitz fights. Beat it. Um, <laughs> and now, I know it sounds like I'm saying hello, but I'm telling you to leave. Schlitz fights. I know I'm, it sounds like I'm offering you a beverage, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I need you away from that tree. <laughs> okay, so... Gnome. Do you do you want a, a weird story that kind of goes with the gnome? Of course. Okay. Is so, this the cashew? We're going to get to the cashew. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, is this the cashew? Yeah, this is I it. I can't believe it. Yeah. Look on the paper. I wrote cashew. Cashew. I thought about Maybe that. Maybe it was a pine cone the whole time. That's interesting. Because I always remember the story. Because what I remember about the story was you really didn't want to tell it to me. Yeah, well, Which I thought was really funny. You know what? I, got, I went through a phase where I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to tell people this because it was my story. Some, yeah. this, I, I used to know this... So when I was living in that condemned house, when this story happened, I used to be friends with this woman who lived in a trailer, like a like a RV, you know what I mean? And she's a spiritual lady from Brazil, and she used to make like puppets, and I would hang out with her all the time. What? Yeah, that's just none just, of that sounds real. That's real. You lived yeah. in a condemned house in Venice. That's when I, the cashew happened on Paper Street. That's a Fight Club reference. Ooh, nice. nice. Paper Street Soap Company. I thought it was going to be like uh, like it's fake. Oh, yeah, I want you to go back to Paper Street. <laughs> I'm working you out my it yourself. Oh, yeah, I lived in a condemned house on Paper Street. <laughs> Fucking beat it. So why were you in a condemned house? Beat it, kid. Beat it is so funny. I moved to L.A. Yeah. Right? I had 3200 bucks. I got a place in Koreatown for like 400 bucks a month. Uh-huh. Six months. After I just wanted to live there for a little while and learn, you know? And then I found a place on Craigslist in Venice. Learn what? Like, just learn the city, learn the town. I didn't know anybody that lived here. I didn't learn know the anybody. Yeah, you know, just learn L.A. And then I found a place that I really wanted to live, which was Venice. Yeah. And I answered out on Craigslist, and three people were, two people looking for two other people moving in this house at the beach, like a block from the beach. I moved into it. After four months, they jacked the rent. We all got booted. And I was, I had no cash. Like, I was spent. How much did they jack the rent? They jacked, I think we were paying like 600 a, a pop, so 2400 They moved up to like 4Gs or something like that. Whoa. Like, it just was like, they wanted us out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the kids that lived there was an architect, and he'd bought this house in Venice that he was going to tear down and build like his dream home, like to put his like stamp on the world. Yeah. And that was the condemned house. And he was like, listen, I got to go back to Michigan for seven months to raise more money to build the house. If you want to live here and look after it, you can live here. Live in the house that he was going to tear down? Yes. Okay, so you lived... Oh, wow. So the whole front of the house like boarded up, like all the windows were boarded. There was no kitchen. There was no hot water. And there was a heater in the front room. That's the room that I lived in. That was like my bedroom. And for like for first... In the boiler room? This whole... <laughs> <laughs> sweating it was me, by the boiler. Ben Affleck. And, well, <laughs> see that nice ref. That's tight. That I movie, thought you were going to beat yeah. me to it. I'm like, get it out, get no, it out. No, no, no. That's not one of my favorite Afflecks. Yeah, no, me either. Love you, Ben. Um, what if Ben listens to the show? What if I call him Ben? He would fucking love it. Yeah. And yeah. he'd be like, listen, I'm putting this whole town in my rear view. Ah, every time me and my brother drive past Charlestown and you can see the, the Nobilis. Is that what it's called? Ob- Obelis? 
What's it called? The Washington Monument? Yeah, but yeah. those have a name. That's also Egyptian art yeah. uh, pervading uh, American society. Like, it's, all, it's everywhere. Uh, it's in fucking Charlestown. When, once it's in the rear view, my brother will go, I'm putting this whole town in my rear view. <laughs> and I, I laugh every time. Every, every single time. I love it. And then we, I go, I'm putting it in my side view. I'm putting in my rear view. It's so fucking great. I'm Sorry. putting in my personal rear. You got your own handheld mirror. <laughs> Sorry. No. Stay it. You don't have a handheld mirror. Ken House. Yeah. I know, I know. So after like sleeping on like four people's couches four nights in a row, I, I like showed up at the condemned house. I'm like, fuck it. I, How did you get in? There, there was, was a, a door that worked and everything. Like it just basically did it, it never lock. No, you could lock it. I mean, it got broken into once, but basically the state would not allow you to let anyone live there. Or but it was charge okay. people. To, yeah, I could live there. Like I had the heater that worked in the front room. Yep. And you know, like I, like I said, I didn't have hot water. There was a room in the back that was like sunk into the ground that was boarded up. <laughs> And the bathroom was just scary. It was like blue and dirty and shit like that. Did you use it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> blue, dirty, horrible. Went in there. When girls morning. would like stay over, they would just be like, can you come to the bathroom with me? And I have to stand in the door with them because it was just so fucking weird. Yeah. I had an outdoor shower or I'd shower at the gym. Like I literally would show up to the gym be like, hey, how's it going, guys? And go upstairs, come back down. I'm like, all right, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> what percentage of gym showering is just guys <laughs> that don't have their shit together just yet? 20? 20, 20%? 25% maybe? 20, <laughs> <Yeah>. 25%? <laughs> just like, it's not working out. <laughs> and I'm not working out either. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, you tried. I did try. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I've never been heckled on the show before. I'm just kidding. I make a lot of bad jokes. Buckle up. <laughs> Buckle up is one of them. That's a fun dad joke right mm. there. Buckle it up, baby. Anyway, yeah. obviously when I was at this house, yeah. I was going through like a, a very... Uh, you know, finding myself phase. You know, I was reading tons of Kerouac, Bukowski. Yeah. Know, you wrote that down. I was reading all yeah, the yeah, beats. Yeah. I was reading all the time. I was doing mushrooms once in a while, just trying to find myself. And my mother had sent me a Charlie Rose interview with Tom Hanks. You know, okay. <laughs> Not helping, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're looking for yourself. Here's the guru, Tom Hanks. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> I don't know. She just sent because she knew I loved Tom Hanks. So just like she was always trying to send me. I'd only been in L.A. Like, you love Tom Hanks? Yeah. I who, mean, I grew up loving Tom Hanks. Who loves Tom Hanks? Big? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I, I loved Big. Yeah. I loved yeah. Big. I mean, that was like I one think of those I movies in our house. Big. You know You know the part where he, he's like, he, he has the girl over and he sleeps in the bunk bed? Yeah. I still think sometimes I just want to do that. And he hands down like the, he goes, pick a hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so sweet. Yeah, it is. But what does that say about my psyche? Jesus Christ. I know, it's weird. Well, it's just something that rings through with nostalgia. There's something nostalgic about it. Well, yeah. you, I think what are the lessons of that movie is that if you're like a child the rest of your life, people will love you. And, and that means not being a sexual being and, and only caring about fun and candy and silliness. Yeah. But I and, was like, if I And was when a, he found sex, it was just downhill. He fucked somebody in that movie? He fucked her. He didn't. Yes, he did. Remember? And then his whole relationship with Jimmy, Jimmy, Coco Pop, Jimmy, Jimmy, Rock. I remember him, the classic disappointed best friend. That kid didn't go anywhere. You changed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he should have been the best friend in every 80s I movie. know. Because he is in my mind. Yeah. I just recast him. <laughs> I put him in every... He's in Goonies. He, he hasn't grown great. up at all. Oh, yeah. He's still that age. Yeah. He was awesome in the town. Oh, he was great in the town. <laughs> yeah. He was the guy that Jeremy Renner killed. And <laughs> then he went around... He went away for eight years, I think. How was it that you two met? Who? You and uh, Dougie. <laughs> Remember when these are uh, She's like, oh, it's a laundry night. It's like, ah, love, uh, rinse, love, and relationships. Remember or whatever he says? I'm trying to remember. They're eating pizza, and he goes, so how was it that you two met? And she goes, oh, it's a laundry night. It's like, ah, 
happens more than you think, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get too life of life leisure here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doug, he's a real workaholic. Always, that right, bring, Doug? always <laughs> bringing his work yeah. home with him. That line is so sick. Yeah, it's a great scene. Oh, I love that he, he Ben Affleck in that. Sorry, people who don't know the town, it doesn't go matter. watch it. Just go watch it. Yeah. We should do that. We were going to do some bonus episodes of You Made It Weird. You movieed it weird. What's that? Oh, you figured it out. Katie figured it out. Like me and Melania are going to watch uh, Assassination of Jesse James, one of my favorites. You, oh, you and yeah. I can watch The Town. Yeah, I would love Ooh, that. Somebody's going to watch There Will Be Blood with me. I forget who it is. Somebody who oh, really loves so it. Good. My fave. It's my fucking fave. Right, um, so on. my mother sends me this, this video. Tommy Hanks. Yeah. And I got, I'm watching it. You know, I watched the whole interview. And, and he had just done Castaway. And he's talking about the whole time. Like, if you have any insecurities at all, you could never do this movie. He's like, it was me and 17 people around me. I'm the only one acting, you know? And I was like, right. you know. Anyway, so the whole thing ended. And there was like some PBS commercial at the end of some girl like running through the woods. Oh, wait. This is part of the cashew story? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's all the cashew story. I forgot about the Hank's element of the cashew. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I had for lunch? Cashews. Did you? Yeah. Cause are you doing like a fruit and nuts no, right now? No, it's because I have nothing. I just got off the road, yeah. And all I had in my house was some cashews, cashews. and I, I had some cashews. barbecue sauce from Marshall's Hot Sauce, who sent their fans of the show, and they sent me some hot sauce. Nice. One of the great things about sauce, throw them on some fucking cashews. I'm interrupting your great story. Okay, we're gonna. Th- who gives a fuck? You're one yeah. of the best. You're one of those people. I, like I always love seeing you. We you can know just, that. Oh, me too. Man. It's weird me too, but it's always been that way. Yeah. And I've said this on the show on this show before. I'm like Jay Larson's one of those people who's never seen me do badly. No, do you, have you ever done badly? Ah, see, that's the thing. Is like when you're there, I always do better. Maybe that's why you think I'm always on. Because like when I see you, there's something comforting about you, and I'm like, "This is great," and you go with it. it well, that's safe. just how I like. You know how I like to be. I like to be positive, and yeah. I and I like the people. You know, trust me, that's not everyone I like. Sure. And when they're on stage, I'm just like, I hope they fucking tank. No. Oh, sure. Anyway, so she sends. Me, I finished watching the tape, and there's this girl jogging through the woods. Yes, and it's like some PBS commercial. And it just reminded me of home. And I'm like, ah, I just miss home, you know? Yeah, I yeah. miss home. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know why, but I said to myself, if you really want to think of home, just close your eyes. That's what, like a thought in your head. Yeah. Like a clear thought. Yeah. So I close my eyes, and all of a sudden, I go, I get like swooped down like a yeah. black tunnel. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I was floating through it. Like I couldn't see myself, so it was just POV, you know? And I come face to face with this gold floating thing that looked like a cashew. The shape of a cashew. Shape of, or a we, kidney bean. We call it the cashew story, which kind of cheapens it. Yeah. But, but you saw something amazing. Something amazing. And Now, it looked real. One of my questions is, like, it, it, did it look blurry like a dream, or was it, like, clear like reality? It was one billion time percent clear. clear. Really? Yeah, like, like You thought you could touch it. I mean, I was there face-to-face with it. Yeah. It was, everything was pitch black. No... Just pitch black, and you saw the and it's just shape. floating in my face, uh, gold like ring gold. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Shining like that, and I started crying like intensely. Yeah, intensely bawling. Yeah, and I was like, just had my eyes closed the whole time. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, and I'm like, open your eyes. I'm like, just open. Like I had to take myself away from it, you know. So I open my eyes. It, like, all, why were you crying? <clears throat> I don't know. I was overtaken. But it was was it beauty cry? Was it like sad cry? I'm sorry to. I, I it's honestly such a compelling story, but I want to. No, I don't. I've never even thought. I just. It was just overwhelming. It you was. Over, but you weren't way like overwhelmed. So you didn't know what you were crying about. But it, did it feel good? Yeah, it felt pretty good. Well, sometimes it crying was, feels good. Put it this way: I was crying so hard I couldn't breathe. I I couldn't breathe at all. And this is in reality. Yes. It, this cor- your projected self. Sorry to know that term. Corresponded with <laughs> your actual self. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so I was just like, open your eyes. And I literally was like, <gasps> like I came up from underwater. Yeah. You know? Um, 
so at that point, I wasn't feeling sad. I think I was feeling sad when I was watching the, like the tape, you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. At, while this was happening, that was like an amazement to me. Yeah. So I like I opened my eyes and I almost like looked around, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I just started crying so hard that like my my throat was closing up, and I was just like this high pitch like. That's a good cry. Like, that's a good. Yeah. That's it's hard to get. It's hard for an adult to get to that cry. I never cried like that in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I closed my eyes again and. You was, went back? Oh, yeah. You went back to the shoe? Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth shoe? Golden you shoe? You got the shoe again. <laughs> you went back. Now, did you feel the same transport no. feeling? It was right, just back. Right back. Didn't Close your eyes back. Back. Solid black, gold, floating, boom, face to face. That's it. Oh, God. That's when I hit that like highest note I've probably ever hit. High C, like Dodge Light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mariah Carey's like, who is it? <laughs> Someone's hacking me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh... Looking, at, could you see a reflection in the cash? No, it I was just remember shining. It was just there, just there. What, a, what an amazing thing! Yeah, and then I just finally like had to open my eyes again. And when I did, you know, like when you stare at the sun and then you see that black dot afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I saw that cashew, but as a black dot, and it just bounced out the window. You know what I mean? Like maybe my eyes just went to the window. And I understand, went, but it just left. But still, this thing that was emanating light. In this fantasy, yeah, burned into your regular vision, yeah, and you saw it either bounce or whatever, yeah, yeah. move out the window. Do you remember that? Like, and I don't mean to discredit this. I do think it's interesting. Do you remember the first question I asked you? No, what last say? time you told me was this I story? on drugs? Yeah, I had smoked marijuana. Yeah, it's what the fuck? At the furnace, they <laughs> <laughs> turned the heat on. Is it making you? <laughs> it is so. You're in the sleepy summer series. No, I feel actually pretty good. It is well, okay to put in another fan. Yeah, it feels pretty good. nice. We got a nice circulation going. It's like a cross breeze. So what? What did? Okay, so you didn't tell anybody about that for a while. No, I told the woman in the uh, in the RV. What was their take? The puppet maker. Yeah, she also gave me this like meditation. She was big into meditation, all that stuff. Sure. Her take was, I. Uh, there's a couple interesting people I talked to about her, and then the homeless guy. Let's stay at my house. What's that? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I told you I was in a phase, and so I told her, and she was like, "Oh yeah, you had some." She's like, "I wouldn't share that with too many people. That was something for you." To experience, uh-huh. you know, with yourself. Can I say, you know, what's great about sharing it on this show is people are going to like the great thing, the great service of this show for, yeah. for me, and I think for the guests, and then for the listeners, hopefully, is that you'll say something like that, and someone else is going to be like, "I've seen the cashew, bro." Yeah, I know. Like, I hope so because I've never met anyone that has. Yeah, or had something very similar mm-hmm. happen. I'll tell you, like that swooshing feeling is something that I've experienced, which is which is a, but it's usually when I'm. Half awake, half asleep, which is kind of like meditating. You're trying to mm-hmm. force yourself into a, a lucid dream or whatever. I, I get that. I call it uh, the jet engine. Like you feel like there's a jet engine. So you can make it happen. You. Uh, you know, I go through phases. It's weird. Like sometimes yeah. I, I, I'm just in this place where my brain wants to play. Yeah. And other times my brain is like, "Fuck it, sleep is for sleep, bro. We're going to sleep." Yeah. And other times it's like, "Let's go to Narnia." I'm like, okay. And I, I feel pinned down to the bed. They, we've covered this on the Duncan. If you like this sort of talk, listen to the Duncan Trussell episode. Listen to my episode of Duncan Trussell. But let's keep it about Jay Lassen. Yeah, no. that's. I mean, of course, Duncan. I mean, yeah, Duncan. Duncan's I mean? the king. I think I this. saw Duncan holding the cashew. Ah, <laughs> you didn't see your reflection, it's but you did Duncan, see Duncan like, like hey, man. Hey. hey exactly. Ha, it's not Jim Henson. It's Duncan. <laughs> he knows he looks like Jim Henson. 
Although he's it's, getting really buff. You know what's crazy is I wrote a short for Duncan when I was living in that condemned house about him and his puppet. You know, the, ever see his the old I puppet he heard and that he lost it. Yeah. I heard that puppet was hilarious. I, I never did saw a, it. I wrote a whole thing where the puppet, he's going to kill the puppet, you know, So, but the puppet's making him dig his own grave and then he's going to kill himself and all this. <laughs> we never made it. And like, I, I just barely knew Duncan. I'm like, let's go for lunch. You know, let's talk about it. Yeah, like, all right. Yeah, yeah. And we're eating chips and salsa and he's eating tortilla chips with two hands, you know, like a little sandwich. I'm like, dude, what? Duncan was? Yeah, I'm like, you, you I'm like, how weird are you? Yeah, man? yeah, yeah. Who Fuck is this guy? Pump the brakes, Duncan. <laughs> You've always been a real self starter. You've always like that's kinda how we started working together. We're, I'm gonna get back we're gonna finish Cashew. Let's finish Cashew. I, yeah, I think it was, I mean Well we'll talk about videos. I'm gonna put it on the paper. The only other thing was this old homeless guy. Yeah, and who's the homeless guy living at your house and uh fucking that's all the puppet lady said? Yeah, she gave me a couple books. She had never seen anything like it or kn- knew anything like it. She was pretty, you know, spiritual chick. Out there. She was older. You Is know. out there mean? I just mean out there. Just she was out, out there, there looking. Yeah. Out Fuck there it. looking. If, it, if you take it the wrong way, it's your fault. Yeah, it's your fault. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so she couldn't get anything else with it. But the homeless guy was like, you, uh, he said to me, he's like, you know what you did? You released something. You released something in your soul that needed to leave. And I was just like, well, that's a cool philosophy. You know, he was like almost like I was letting go of something I found. Oh, you know what I think she said? That was my my infant self. Huh. That was me as just a pure energy source that I was seeing. That was like my soul. Yeah. It's like the shape of your soul. Yeah. You saw your essence or whatever. Yeah. Reggie Watts, I've said this before, I think on the show, told me about a drug experience he had where he came face to face with his own identity, basically. (laughs) Like all all of his egos stripped away. And uh, I'm sorry to hack Reggie's story here, but he was looking. I'm I'm hacking Mad Magazine. I'm hacking Reggie Watts. (laughs) And he, he, he somehow ended up in a bathroom and he was looking forward and he just was staring right at his true self. And said it was like a very, very overwhelming experience. But, you know, psilocybin <laughs> mushrooms actually makes your ego go away. Yeah. It, 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 your em- oh, empathy yeah. level shoots up. But, I mean, like they can measure yeah. it. And uh, so you're incredibly empathetic and connected and you lose your your identity. You lose the things that you identify. Like, I wear these shirts. I'm yeah. Pete. I wear the American Apparel T-shirts. That's who I am. And then, like, all of that's gone. Yeah. And then you see a fucking golden kidney being a cashew. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy. Um. We did mushrooms one time and listened to Beethoven's Ninth Second Movement uh-huh. to The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Was you, it? If you listen to Beethoven's Ninth, first, second, third, I did a. It, we can talk about it later maybe, but I did a uh, piece for a directing class in college to Beethoven's Ninth based off of this whole mushroom experience. Really? But that piece, you know, he's deaf when he wrote that damn thing. Yeah. Oh. yeah the music, he must have, I wonder if the deafness God. helped him because he didn't hear the other bullshit. He, all he could hear was the music in his God. head. No crazy. Did you, did you play an instrument growing up? Yeah. What'd you play? I played a fucking piano first, then guitar, bass guitar. Did you ever play like in a concert band or anything? Yeah, I was in a couple of bands. Okay. Not a, not a concert band, not okay. like classical. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Because I would have been the drum guy if I was in a classical. Yeah. Like boom, boom, then stand there for 20 minutes. Th- that was me. Really? Yeah. Was it was? Me. Of course. You were the guy and you kind of put your calming hand on it so it would yep. fade out a little bit. And then you're like, while you're resting, you like hit it, like got to get it to a C. Like you tune it like with a pitch pipe and you're like. Really? Well, everyone else is playing. Yeah. We were in competition one time, and I was like tuning the timpani to get to a C, and then all of a sudden it was my time, my turn, ready, and he, the conductor hits me with the dung dung, and I, it was like dung dung. I was, uh, like, I was off. <laughs> and like, so you're tuning on the fly? I didn't know they had to tune those well, drums. A lot of them have foot pedals that just go C D A, you know, uh, like with okay. a, a guide. And when we got to this competition, 
there was no thing. And he's like, oh, just use the pitch pipe. And I'm like, dude, I'm resting for 36 measures. And I'm going to have to count that and do this. And I missed it. And like the whole thing was recorded. We had a judge. And the judge was like, timpani, where's the timpani? Like we had to listen to it the next day in school. I'm like, God damn it. That's what they call it, the timpani? That was the timpani. Those are the kettle drums. Some people call them the kettle okay. drums. Sure, sure, sure. I call them the slave drums. <laughs> There's like an insolent rower in each of them. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a weird reference. Oh, my God. I feel like that's a Mad Magazine reference as well. So what were you saying? Um. Anyway, that's pretty much the cashew story, right? No, I feel like you were just about to tell me something. Timpani instrument. Beethoven. Oh, what I was going to say is the. In- what did you say? Beethoven. Beethoven. Yeah, Beethoven. Oh yeah. Well, back to him being Thank deaf. Thank you, KT. Thank you. When you look at a conductor's uh, sheet music, yeah, it's got every single instrument. Holy fuck! You know what I mean? They have to read where everyone is. You know what I mean? So Holy can- fuck with Dave Ross. Crazy. He's getting a plug. He's <laughs> <laughs> getting a plug on, on my fucking podcast. <laughs> First, he books Taylor Williams ahead of me. Oh, oh my god, kidding. Kidding. that is kidding. so funny. I do that with Marin. Marin's never going to have me on, which is fine. But everyone he has on, I'm like, really? Before me? Fuck you, you fuck. Like I got <laughs> 256 so you, episodes. Exactly. Fucking really? Yeah. Mm. Um, so go on. Anyway, so Beethoven's ninth for me when we I did it. What, which one is that? I'm sorry. That's um. Anyway, I hear that. Yeah, doom doom boom. Yeah, there's the guy tuning. Yeah, and then it's you know, it's intense. Yeah. Second movement, first movement is way mellow and chill. Yeah, yeah. I I hear that, and I just I just mourn that it doesn't move me. Oh, really? Like I saw something, and and I don't know who's that. He's an African-American professor. He's got gap teeth, very distinctive glasses. His hair kind of sticks up like Don King. I think he's a professor at Harvard mm-hmm. or somewhere. Anyway, he was talking about beauty, and he was like, he was, I'll show it. I, I could get it out on my phone. It's one of Beethoven's things. And he was like, you want to hear oral, like, oral beauty? It's like, listen to that. Undeniable beauty. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to get that right away on the piano, and I listened to it. I was just like, ah, my fucking dick is so limp right now. Yeah. And, and, and it's <laughs> like music my is failure. Like it's my failure, no, it's I think. Not. I feel like I should be able to get it. Into it. Maybe I should take mushrooms and listen. Music's to it. like comedy, though. It's it's you know everyone has, does it or doesn't. Yeah, you have your own taste. You may like it. You know. You yeah, may but some book people. Williams, you know what I mean? It's like that's what it is. I'm just kidding. I'm I know totally you are. Kidding. I wouldn't laugh if I didn't think you were kidding. Um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, so it's but like some for things are just objectively good. If you don't like Richard Pryor, you're just, you're wrong. Like something's wrong with you. Yeah, well, I, I think. Mean, yeah, right. If you don't like Goitier, that one song. Which one? You know the Gautier song that was huge the last year? Now you're just somebody that I used to. You know that song? No. No. You can't be the only guy that never. Is he serious? It's all, I probably heard it. Somebody I used to know. Shut the fuck up. You're just somebody that I used to know. I know that. Yeah. From Rene Gautier. Yeah. <laughs> Comedian. Um, so many plugs on this show. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that that was the whole deal. Well, tell me about listening to it on mushrooms. Like, can I interject with this story? I think yeah. you'll enjoy it. In the Steve Jobs book, uh, they talked about taking acid, and uh, I think it was Wozniak, maybe. Like uh, Steve Jobs is like best friend that started the company with him. Uh-huh. They were big acid guys, and uh, the ba- the book is like this weird, uh, unexpected plug of acid. Like the whole thing is yeah. like take acid, and he said that one of the best, uh, maybe the best day of his life, is the guy takes acid. With uh, Steve Jobs, and they're standing in a in a wheat field, and the wheat is kind of like up to their waist or whatever. Yeah, and like the wheat was being blown by the wind and was playing classical music, like he Whoa. was hearing and he was conducting the wheat. <laughs> 
So he was. I mean, just hearing the description yeah, of that, amazing. I've never done acid, but I'm like, I I think I know what that might have been like, and it kind of made me tear up. I was like, that was like, that's some heaven on earth shit right yeah. there. You know what's interesting though? Yeah, is that it would it makes sense that he would be into acid because he's like tied in computers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I always look at acid different from mushrooms because mushroom is just mushrooms formed in di- nature and yeah. acid's man-made. It's just that's an interesting acid's to me. digital. Yeah, it's a digital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An abacus is mushrooms. An, ap- an apple is acid. <laughs> I think we have a new campaign. Yeah, I'm old school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, somebody told me that, that uh, acid is digital and mushrooms are analog. Yeah, I like that. I, I like- mean, so I get it. I get that. Have you you've done acid? Once. Yeah, how'd that go? Tough call. Tough call? Tough call. You know, I'm... You know me. I, can't like you, you just s- do a little bit? That's what I always say. Well, I'm like, can't you just dude, do, do, is, do, a, do a nibble? I love that you this said that. This is a dose. I'm like, cut it in eighths. Yeah. And I'll do a, an eighth of See, that. See, you know, remember you said I'm a self-starter and I get things going on yeah, my Yeah, it's own? right on the paper. Yeah. Well, I'm at an outdoor party festival in New Hampshire at college, you know? Uh-huh. And... I smoked some weed in like a broken down barn with this kid, my freshman year roommate. What, I got to get to why you lived with a hobo, by the way. Uh, it was just one night, but I'll tell you about it. Um, <laughs> I'm writing hobo on the paper. Apologies to any hobos listening. This <laughs> you have a big Don't, hobo we're, listenership. We're called sons of the soil, damn it. <laughs> we're analog, man. Yeah. So he was like, hey, man, there's this kid here that's selling acid. Do you want to do acid? I'm like, I don't know, man. I've never done acid. And he's like, come on, we'll just we'll just come meet the kid. I'm like, all right. And I meet him. He's got like the backpack, you know what I mean? And he's got like these piercing blue eyes with black hair. And I'm yeah. like, who is it? Is he from the future? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He looked different. Yeah. And he's like, all right, here's the deal. And he pulls open this like little case and he just has all sugar cubes. Yeah. And they have acid. Sure. And he's like, here's the deal. I'll give you one now. And then you take it, and then like three hours come to fi- come find me, and I'll give you the other one. That's a fun little journey. Yeah, and find I, the man with the blue eyes. <laughs> yeah. you're talking to Grimace from McDonald Land <laughs> over there. I don't think he knows who Blue Eyes is. <laughs> and uh, I said to my friend, "I'm like, dude, fuck this guy. I don't trust him. Let's just take them both right now." Oh, really? Yeah. Fuck that everything. That guy. Right up the ass. Yeah. Took them both. You who doesn't trust a mythical future man with a box of cubes? <laughs> That's crazy. He was mythical. And I should have trusted him, and I didn't, and we took them both, and 40 minutes later, the cop showed up. We had to go back to our apartment. I uh, Wait, no, no, no. You're yada-yadaing the story. <laughs> but, like, I don't remember anything. What do you mean? We went back out to the field. I was started tripping my nuts off. The cop showed up. When it started creeping in, do you remember that feeling? The only When hi- it started working? No. No? The only highlights I have from that <laughs> are... Highlights. Staring down a stairwell at my friend, he's like a level below me, and he was going to find this girl because he's like he was in love with her. He's like, I gotta go find her, man. This is it. Like, we're, you know, she's my girl, and I'm like, yeah, man, you gotta find her. And there was a puddle of water on the ground, and all the water was just coming up. It was just like in the air, like floating up to me. And I just yeah, like, yeah, in drops. I gotta find her, man. Yeah, like, yeah, like like a dolly painting was coming up to me. Oh, so shit. And then I saw another kid had his arm over the couch, and we were watching Braveheart. And I was like, what are we doing? What are we doing to my friend? And he's like, dude, we're, we're, we're going to have people over. I'm like, all right. And on the couch, the whole couch was just ants, just ants crawling. Like, like you know, just the whole thing was covered in ants. And I was like, what the fuck, man? Oh, my God. Yeah, it was it horrible. Ta- so was you, were horrible. Free, you were freaking out. Yeah, I was You're totally pull- Why freaking are you blocking out. out the rest of it? Like, it was so traumatic? I just don't. Re- I just remember. Then we went to these girls' house. I was in the house for one minute and fifteen seconds. I thought I'd been there for an, over an hour and a half, and I thought everyone was talking about me. So I left, and I was like walking down the street, and I thought they were all like at the door, just being like, "Jay, come back!" And no one was there. Like, oh and no one God. remembered that I left. And Is that the blend of the weed? Because that's kind of a weed <laughs> feeling too, right? Yeah, the paranoia. The paranoia. 
It was full blown acid, bro. (laughs) (laughs) It was a double dose of fucking blue eyes acid. It was horrible. And then like we just my my other roommates threw a party, and two of them left, and they just left me and my other roommate who was wasted. And I was just sitting in a chair, like hands on the arms of the chair, just staring straight ahead. And people like, Larson, what's up, man? I'm like, bro, I'm having an acid trip, bro. Trying to beat this, you know what I mean? Talking about two hours, and I just sat there and just like you can't get out of it it once you're in. You're waited it out. Holy fuck, it's such a scary thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't recommend it. I well, you know, I've had people write me in the show, and they're like, based on what we know about you, and people know a good about a good amount about me. People are like, stick with the occasional mushroom. <laughs> yeah, you take that acid, maybe you go over the edge. But I, you know, also, who knows what kind of acid they were taking in the sixties? It was probably, you know, like how sure. they're like. Yeah. yeah, and now who knows how we're probably taking stronger too because weed is stronger now. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we have these images of these people smoking all that pot back in the day, but I don't think it was these like government fucking chronic strains of medicinal. Yeah, no this'll way. cure your lymphoma or whatever. It's just like some fucking I don't know how to say it. What do you say? What do people say about bad weed? That's probably what they were swag. Swag. What is that? Swag bag. Mexicali swag. What's this? Some sort of fucking Mexican? The stems and seeds? Is that what people <laughs> say? Oh, you fucking give me a bong with stems and seeds, you fuck? That's back east weed. That yeah, was there like, you go. You go got into a lot of weed, a lot of drug talk. Get your revere. I like talking about drugs. Drugs are like, because drugs are gnomes. We're kind of full circle. Yeah. I want to live in a world where gnomes are there. But I'm so sad that we don't. Taylor Williamson, your nemesis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He was on the show. And, of course, I was just on the road. And I was uh, fucking staying in Arizona. And I'm in my hotel room. And I knew it was going to happen because he told the story about old hag syndrome, which is where you wake up. It's a common thing. Not mm-hmm. that common. But, I mean, like, it happens to, let's say, hundreds of people a year. Who knows? <laughs> I just made that up completely. <laughs> what I'm saying is if it happens to you, you're not alone. It's where you wake up and you think there's an old woman sitting on your chest choking you. And you see her. And I asked him the same questions I asked you. Was I was like, did she look real? Did she look see-through? Were you like blurry? What was it? And he was like, yeah, you look real. <laughs> you know, Taylor. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, I'm alone in my hotel. In, and he also talked about seeing a ghost in his hotel room oh, and all this cool. sort of stuff. And I was alone uh, in my hotel. Taylor is so hilarious because he seems so scared. If he saw a ghost, I bet he'd, be, he'd have yeah. a full-blown conversation with them yeah. and be cool. Like, yeah. Totally. Well, it goes back to you walking through alleys and stuff, yeah. that, that yearning for something to happen. Yeah. But I feel like, what is it? I don't think it happens for people like that. It's the faithless generation that asks for a sign, JC. <laughs> and it's the faithful people. It's the people that just have faith in their hearts. That are, or it's all bullshit. Yeah. Listen to me. We have to represent the people listening, or we don't, but I'm going to try. You, a girl in a fucking bar says she saw a goddamn gnome. Not just once, but between the ages of six and eight. And I'm sorry to go back to this, but I'm fascinated. And then again at 10, when he mm-hmm. magically climbed up her shoulder, sat there and said, have fun in grade school, sweetheart. Yeah. I'm going to be counting acorns and doing my gnome shit. <laughs> I, you know how long it took me to make sure the world was safe to come out here and say goodbye? <laughs> Slauncha, or whatever the fuck Slauncha. it is. <laughs> now, here's oh, what we man. have to do. Either that's true and everything we know isn't true about the world, mm-hmm. or... Uh, or she was lying to you because why not lie about a gnome to a guy to get back at your boyfriend? Well, I mean, this comes back to the pterodactyl then. Why, he, why would he lie? Exactly. Nothing to gain. Yeah, I mean. But how bad do you want to see a pterodactyl? I just think, put it this way. If, I, if they said you could go to the moon tomorrow, would you go? Great question. That's a fucking great question. Do you want, me, you want to think about it and I'll give you my answer? All or do you want to answer? All I want is your answer. I need help. I'm like I've never been filled with fear <laughs> yeah. for an answer because if you say no, fuck's wrong with you. Yeah. You say yes, now I'm in that rocket. 
And I'm like, Jesus. I think I would lose my fuck. I think my head would explode because, like, I believe it because I see it. The moon, you mean? Yeah. But then if I was there, I, it would have to be completely real. And then I'd be like, holy fuck, that's, this can't be. Yeah. Because once that's real for me, I yeah. mean, I, I, I know it's real. Well, once you're on the moon and you look at the Earth, now it makes sense. You're on a rock. You, I mean, the perspective has just got to be out of control for anyone who's ever been able to do that. Yeah. Two, I would also, pro- I feel like I would get like vertigo where I would just be like, just shoot me out. Just let me go. Just oh. let me go out and see what I could find. Because I, you'd want to like continue exploring, not die, not kill yourself. No, not continue. Die. Like to the explore. fact that they have that rover that's on Imagine or whatever it is on yeah, Mars. On the Mars. whole thing is fucking. It's just freaking freaking me out. Well, if that's the correct response, I think that's a mushroom tripper inf- uh, infused response. Because the, <laughs> the, the 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 what I like to say about mushrooms, and I'm sorry, and I'm not trying to turn this into a commercial for psychedelics here. I'm just saying the things you think on mushrooms are accurate. Mm-hmm. When I when I uh, had a, my last trip, it was a couple of years ago. I was like, "Oh my god, we're on a planet!" And I saw an airplane. I was like, "A fucking airplane? We fly around in an airplane? Like I'm doing like a bit?" But I'm just like, "But I'm not doing a bit." And I'm just like, "We're on this 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 planet, a fucking planet." And we never think about that. Space is is I always, I like to think is the most boring and most interesting thing. No yeah. one cares because you can't fuck it and you can't eat it. So who gives a shit? Yeah. Mars rover is their pussy. If they found nude photos of Tyra Banks up there, it would be like Mars. Let's go to Mars. You know, know what I mean, dude? I know. Well, well, you know what else? If you look at the solar system, and I don't want to get, I'm not this. I'm, if I can do it, it's the show. It's a safe space. I know the only planet that is alive in the entire solar system is uh, Earth. Is, is us. They're all dead. This it's it's alive. Like when you look at this, it's alive. Yeah, you know, it's fucking alive. And everyone else is every other planet is dead. You know, it's just like. It's, it's like it's shit wild. like this that makes me want to go live in Kauai for the rest of my life because I'm just like fuck it, man. I'll just live there where I can be, you know, peaceful. and just surf. You, uh, you actually have those. You're, oh, okay, this is something that I think about you all the time. Is you're super funny, right? That's pod A. Yeah, pod B. You're always like this close to opening a sandwich shop. Oh yeah, I'm you know what I mean. You're close. like I'm out. <laughs> yeah, and it's not because you're not good. There are guys that aren't good that are thinking about quitting, and I'm like, yeah, look into that. <laughs> and then there's you, and you're good, and you're consistently funny, and I think about your bits. I remember your bits. You know what I mean? I like you, watching Pete. you and all that shit. But yeah, yeah, it's not but. And when I talk to you, you're like, maybe I'll just go, maybe I'll just go fucking surf for a fucking couple of summers. <laughs> in in Kauai. Go to Kauai. Yeah, I mean, no, just because of the, I just get my head wrapped around. I'm like, ah, you know. But you're also, and I say this uh, in, the, in, the, in the spirit of wanting to discuss it, you're talented, but you wouldn't necessarily know it when we get into hard discussions about how you feel about yourself. Like, is that true? Yes. You, when we've talked, and I don't want to betray anything, and if we say anything uncomfortable, I, honestly, we, the we door is open. Out. You don't have to we apologize to me on anything. I, I knew that. You know, that's what you do here. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we do here. But in, in not not just to, I'm not trying to embarrass or put you on the spot. But like, I've I've talked to the Jay Larson that is just like really down on himself. Yeah, yeah. Which is bizarre. You just did your fucking half hour, and the, and before you did, you were like, "That's it." I remember talking to you. Right? Like, "That's it. I'm not submitting anymore." Like, I you know. were like, you get so <laughs> black and white, and you're like. Comedy Central hates me, and they don't. And you're like, they're never going to give it to me, and they did. No, I was just like, you know why? Because part of me is like, my whole life, I'm like, oh, if I do something, I usually get it. You know what I mean? Like, if I try for something, and I didn't get it, and then I didn't get it, and then they were like... Is that really true? Yeah. That's where it's coming from? I think so. Okay, good. There's a part of me in that that respect, you know what I mean? I think I'm the youngest of four. Like, I was always just kind of got stuff, you know what I mean? I work for it, but like, I figure like, oh, if I work, then I get it, you know? Right. 
I got Montreal the first time I showcased. You know, is that right? Yeah, I just thought that's how everyone did it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what you do, right? Yeah, like I never did open mics. I never did open mics. You skipped open mics? Yeah, John I'm... Roy. That's his favorite story. What is? Like how I started doing stand up. Come on, it's my John Roy. <laughs> yeah, he gets. There's excited. no such thing as an enchirito. <laughs> he listens to the show. He good. I love John. He's a sweetheart. He is a sweetheart. So I mean, that that was just the whole thing. But you know, what is his favorite story? When I the first night I did stand up, you know, was that? Oh, Dublin's. you told me this. Yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. Tell the story. <laughs> Tell it. I had never Tell done comedy. I've been to comedy twice. I wasn't like a guy like grew up listening to comedy and stuff like that. I uh-huh. saw I saw Bill Cosby when I was ten at Tanglewood. Zip-a-doop. Yeah. <laughs> and then like when I was twelve, I heard Eddie Murphy Delirious. <laughs> <laughs> that was just still Bill Murphy. Uh, Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Who? Eddie Murphy. <laughs> How's he laugh? I don't I don't do him. That's close up. And Go then on. when I was twenty one I saw Chris Rock. Uh the thing is, yeah, yeah. you don't have anything for Chris yeah, Rock. I can't think of it. I'm just thinking I'm afraid of just doing like a typical uh, black guy voice. My favorite is when he's like Everybody always talks about mama. Dear mama. Mama this. No one ever talks about daddy. He goes, oh, yeah. Daddy was a rolling stone. He goes I remember one time I ate the big piece of chicken. My mom said, what are you doing eating the big piece of chicken? Yeah, she's sewing the two pieces sewing. of chicken. <laughs> he's doing it like all quick. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sorry, I couldn't even try Chris Rock. Anyway, so then I moved to L.A. to write. I moved here to be a writer and an actor. I never even thought about stand-up, at least not on my conscious. Four conscience, yeah, whatever. And then uh, I met this girl, and she's like, you should, like, I was waiting tables, and three people in one week were like, are you a stand-up comic? And I was like, no. And they're like, you should do comedy. And I was like, all right. Or like my friend said, you know, I know a guy that books a room. You could go perform there. And I was uh-huh. like, all right. So I asked my buddy Tony, who had done stand-up in Minneapolis. I'm like, what do I need to do? He's like, you just need five minutes. Just come up with five minutes. And I was like, all right. So I wrote five minutes about the car that I had and coming to L.A. That's what I did. I went to the place. It was Dublin's on Sunset. Uh-huh. And which used to be packed every single week with like Justin Timberlake would hang out there. Vince Vaughn would hang out there. Like, uh-huh. that was hey, like, hey, hey, I'm going I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go watch that stand-up comedy. Yeah. That was my Vince Vaughn. <laughs> That was my Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> baby, baby, you're good. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that's what he sounds yeah. like. <laughs> it's a speaking voice. And uh, <laughs> so I showed up, and it was a med, a med. You know a med? I know a med. Yeah, he did the show with Jay Davis, and I was like, hey, man, I'm friends with Vanessa's. Can I get up tonight? And uh, he's like, nah, man, you got a tape? And I was like, no, nah, I don't have a tape. And he's like, well, where else do you perform? And I was like, oh, I've never done stand-up. And he's like, oh, this isn't the room for you. And I was like, tell me whatever you want me to do from now next week, and I'll do it if you put me up. And he's like, all right, go to as many open mics as you can. I was like, all right. So I went to one the next week. <laughs> I went to one the night before, like a three-minute huh. thing. And then I went to Dublin's the next night. It was like 100 people. I went first. Dane closed. He gave you a shot? Yeah, and I did really well. And, I, you know, I was just like, literally, I was super nervous. As soon as I grabbed the mic, it just dropped out of me, and I was so comfortable. And this, cash you. Yeah, this girl, Courtney Cronin. She came up to me. She's like, are you from Boston? I was like, yeah. And she goes, Do, did you start comedy back there? I was like, no. And she goes, San Diego? I was like, no. And she, I'm like, this is my first time doing comedy. And she was just like, handing me her card. She's like, call me tomorrow. I'll help. And she's like, you know, everyone on the show has been doing comedy like five years. And I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I don't really know much about comedy. You're ruining so many new comedians listening to the show right now. Um, You're just ruining them. I'm so, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know any better. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I yeah. just didn't know. Sure. I didn't know who Dane Cook was. Dane was closing. Sure. I didn't know I didn't know who Bill Burr was until four years ago. I never saw fucking Dane fucking Dane. This guy's never done stand up before. Fucking. He's going to fucking, fucking get on the guy. stage. I'm going to follow a fucking new guy. <laughs> Fuck you, Jay. You know? Just, just, you know, just, 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 just gets me going. Just, 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 just
Sorry, Bill. You're you're like my favorite comedian. <laughs> he really is. Hands down. He really is. Yeah. I'm trying to shift it from Louie. Trying really? to get, I'm trying to make that <laughs> vogue. Look, I love Louie. But Bill, there's no difference to me. It's just I laugh it's, just as hard. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I In mean, fact, there is a little bit different. I I'm dare I say Bill might be a little bo- uh, there's a little bit more likability there. I know this is yeah. Oh fuck me! You gotta find something. You, gonna, you know what I mean? You gotta be you, critical about gonna, something. Yeah, you're gonna people are gonna get upset that you I know, like Bill just, more than Louis. Right? Right? He's, he's fucking great. He's unfucking believable. Nobody can say anything bad about Louis. Unfucking Louis, believable. You, you know what I mean? You op- ad- adopted a dog. Let me see his dog. She pans over the dog shadow box. My favorite Bill Berline. I don't even know if it's on one of his specials. Is. Uh, he talks about Saddam Hussein not being like Hitler. People are like people are like he's like Hitler. He's not. He's not like Hitler. Mm-hmm. He's, not, he's still got the full mustache. <laughs> still got the full mustache. Yes. Made me. I'll never forget. I was at the Boston Comedy Club. There were like eight people there. Everyone's just eating shit, and Bill Burr just came in and just turned it into the fucking appall. It was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. I watched. Just I just someone just posted this thing today of him like at Hampton Beach Casino walking around the street just talking about everything. Oh yeah. Dude, did you have you seen it? No, somebody told Dude, me about that. It though. is so. Didn't funny. that just come up on the show? I think that just came, especially up on since the show. you probably went to Hampton as a kid. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. It's just him just that. picking on shit. He's like, "You fucking look at this chick, Jesus Christ! She's eighteen. Looks like she had three kids already." It just like uh, he's just like shredding uh, everywhere. Uh, That's great. Sorry, where were we? Where was that it? was the first time I did comedy. So oh, basically, yeah, yeah. and you're me, ruining people. <laughs> y- y- yeah, so then I just started. I didn't do open mics. I just that girl Courtney started introducing me to people that ran like bringer shows and book shows. And Where's just, the punchline though? Where's the you went up and realized you had made a huge mistake <laughs> when I moved to New York? Oh, really? Yeah, when I moved to New York and I realized like I didn't have a community. You know, I can I say something that I'm thinking? Yeah, I'm sorry. What yeah, a weird you can question. Say you... <laughs> that sounds like such an L.A. thing, like those Jay Davis Dane shows. Like uh, I don't mean them any disrespect. Sure. But there's something about like I believe that if you went up with confidence. And we're charismatic and likable. Mm-hmm. Those crowds are hot. They're juiced up. Yeah. That's like an L.A. thing. And then you're saying you go to New York, and it might be a little bit more surly. It's but not- I was established by the time I went to New York. Is that right? Well, I mean, I went to New York. I'd done Ferguson twice. I did Live at Gotham. Did Montreal already. What I'm saying is when I got to New York, I realized I had to start over again. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, sure. And when I started, I never really had like that group of guys that I started with. Like, you know, you have your whole group that you started with in Chicago. Sure. You know Chicago. what I mean? Um, anyway, that was just that. You, you didn't know. have a crew? No, I didn't have a crew at all. And because then I you never my... came up. Yeah. Oh, you're like Michael Jackson. You didn't have a childhood. <laughs> you were totally robbed of a childhood. That's yeah. kind of sad. Well, then it was after a year. I, just, I, I delayed the interview two minutes because I want to see Kumail because fucking Kumail. Yeah, I know. Ten years ago, going to the same fucking Tuesday night Cubby Bell open mic and eating I fucking, dick. I know. You were kind of robbed. I, 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 like I said, I didn't know anything about comedy. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't know like the, how the world, I didn't know how it worked. I showed up with the guys and I, I didn't know how it worked. I do admire that though. There's something kind of admirable yeah. about that. Swartzen took me to do Largo when I was two years <laughs> into comedy. It was like Louis C.K., Patton Oswald, Sarah Silverman. He got me on the show. I didn't know who any of them were. I just was like, all right, yeah, I'll do it. You know what I mean? Like and that kind of enabled you. You didn't really know what you were doing. <laughs> I didn't know shit. You dude. weren't nervous. No, though. I was doing my own thing. I got nervous at that fucking show. You did? Yeah, there were like people there. You know, like, industry. Yeah, so I started my own show. That's how I started doing comedy. I like book my own show, and then I would just book comedians. Anyway, um, so it's not like I don't like comedy. I love comedy, but I didn't grow up like this is all I ever wanted to do. You know, yeah. I have so many things well, that I like where, to do. May, okay, so maybe I misdiagnosed your like I'm going to open a bakery thing. Maybe it's just because I don't know what it is. I thought it, I thought it was inferiority. I was like, I, I kind of I think I had you mis mislabeled. I, I mean, was like. It, Jay is hilarious and doesn't believe it. Yeah. I mean, 
No, I know that I've I've realized one thing about myself over the last year is that I feel like there's a lot of people in comedy that just have a have a certain sparkle. You know what I mean? Juice. Or just talent in, in general. Yeah, they have that thing. And it's them that gives them that confidence that they can like stare through people, stare through a camera, you know what I mean? And I don't I just don't know that I have that. <laughs> I feel like I have more of like behind the camera and would like to create stuff for those people that I think can do that role. And I don't think it's anything, I think anything less of myself. Sure. I just would rather create for people because I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I can do that or want to do it. You know what I mean? Sometimes I don't like, I like getting my stage time. I get on stage, I do what I do, and then I'm done. You know what I mean? I don't like to, I don't know, there's just some stuff I don't like You don't like, like doing. what? Thank you. I don't always like being the center of attention in front of people. You know what I mean? I don't mind writing something and then having people star in it uh-huh. and then have them be like, get all the like, people well, like, that's that funny, guy's fucking you know, hilarious. You wrote videos for us. Yeah. Pete Holmes is sensitive. Mm-hmm. I believe it got called. You didn't call it that. <laughs> Somehow I lucked out and my name is in the title of that video. <laughs> but that's kind of your, the exact point yeah. you're making. Now, I'd like to remember, I was so petty. I actually regretted doing that. I was like, Jay, you got to give me a writing credit because I improvised my lines. Yeah, yeah, remember? of course. But like, you made a video, mm-hmm. this is not what most comedians do, where it showcased me as the funny guy. Well, I think mean, that's all I've ever wanted to do. I love, you know why I do? Because you're fucking hilarious. Well, I don't. Come on. We think we all know. You can, I said this the other night. There's like four guys I know that you can put on stage and be like, all right, you got to go up and talk about paint. And they would just slay. <laughs> ah. And I said, you, TJ Miller, Chris D'Elia. And yeah. I forget who the fourth person. Maybe Rory. I mean, Rory. Rory could do it too. Oh, yeah, for it's sure. Too much. I agree with those choices. I mean, I I don't know about myself. That's that's too cocky of me to say. But like, I would like to do that. I like doing that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Chris D'Elia too. I was just talking about him. He crushes. Yeah, he's so great. It's one of the. It's a violation though. People don't like comedy that's all charisma or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think he is, by the way. But I think no. because he's good looking and he moves around and he talks kind of weird. Have you, you seen know. him do that drunk girl? Of course. Oh. It's out of control. I was just in Montreal with Chris, and we did the HBO Canada taping. Yeah, and it was so fucking funny. I I don't know. I'm kind of I kind of enjoy seeing nice people occasionally be dicks. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not a dick at he's all. He's not a dick at he's all. He's a sweetie. Yeah, all day sweetie. And uh, they were like, <laughs> you can't nighttime fucking nighttime dick. real sweetie. <laughs> I mean a dick. Uh, he, uh, they were like Eliza. Eliza Schlesinger was on the show as well, and uh, and they were like, "Well, Eliza's doing a thing about getting drunk, so we don't want you to do your drunk girl thing." And he was like, he said to me later, "I don't think he'd mind me saying." He was like, uh, "Because they said that, I'm doing it." Like he was like, "I wasn't even going to do it," but yeah. like you can't tell me a topic isn't allowed, and of yeah. course, and it killed. It killed, and I guarantee they probably just meant it as a suggestion. Nobody at HBO Canada was being mean about it, but it was so fun to see. You know what I said to him the first time I saw him do it? What's that? He got off stage. I'm like, if you ever want to do a short, I'll be the guy driving the car. You play the drunk girl. We'll shave you. We'll make you an actual girl, and we'll make it as a short, and we'll just do it for you. But I'll just be the annoyed guy driving. I'm like, I'd love to do that. He said that? No, I said that. Oh, did he say I'd love to do that? He was like, oh, you know, man, you know. But I just like that. I see guys that I think are talented, and I've always, it's the way I've been from day one because yeah. like, I'll be doing comedy and I see guys on, get off stage and I'll be like, "Hey man, I got a tag for you," and they're like, "I don't want your fucking tag." You know, like people, some people get annoyed. One time with Burr, actually, get was, the fuck out of here. I was opening for him and we're at the improv and I go, "Hey man," it was in between shows and we we're just sitting there. I'm like, "Dude, that was a great show." And he's like, "Thanks." I'm like, "I took some notes, man. If you want to hear him," and he goes, "Are you fucking serious?" And I was like, 
oh, you know, you don't have, I don't, yeah, I can just keep them to myself. You know what really? I mean? Like, it was like one of the first times I worked with him. But like, I worked with Pablo Francisco like seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And he used to literally be like, somebody write that down. Like, if he, I do that. Yeah. And so I just did it. I used, I do it for everyone because I'm like, oh, man, I, that would just work perfectly. Uh, you know, that's why some uh, people don't like it. Chris, uh, who I've never asked to do it, is very gracious and, and will write things down for me. Yeah. And he'll text me yeah. the notes as I'm going, which that's is great. Cool. If no one's there, I'll, I'll take a moment and write it down. <laughs> I did that. I just did this thing about how Jesus has a bad singing voice because mm-hmm. I just riffed. I was talking about Jesus, and I was like, what if he's like, welcome to heaven, and I just sang his bad singing voice, Jesus, mm-hmm. and I was like, write it down, Chris, <laughs> and he did. He's a champ. And everybody in heaven's like, Jesus, this guy's horrible. <laughs> how, how disappointing would that be? Oh, that would suck. I'm the son of God. Jesus is kind of annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so many things to talk about. So many. Mm. Anyway, so that's my whole philosophy on like, I like comedy. I like seeing talented people do things that I think they're good at. Yeah. You know? And that's rare. If I was going to have a baseball team, I wouldn't put myself the starting pitcher if I couldn't, if I thought there was someone that else that could be better at There's it. There's a certain amount of maturity to that, which is bizarre yeah. and refreshing. Most people will, would rather go down swinging, trying to be Dane Cook or whatever, or some you know successful yeah. uh, main act. Yeah. Uh, and you're just kind of like, look, I like comedy. I'm in the service of comedy, and I want to respect it and do it the best that I can. Not that I necessarily agree with you, but I, I like the stuff you direct. I like the stuff you write. Yeah, me too. Which is rare. And I like doing my stand. I like my brand of stand up, but at the same time, you know, whatever. What else are we going to talk about? You feel uncomfortable? No. I, just, I, don't, I don't feel uncomfortable at all. You know, you're one of those guys, too. The other thing that was funny about you was you were like, if I was you, I'd be smashing pussy. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because right after I got, was it right after I got divorced? Well, I met you right after you got divorced, but no, this was, yeah, I think so. I we mean, met you, in New York. Yeah. Pete, I think probably everyone knows that you get attached quickly. That's right. Yeah, very quickly. And I used to be like, what the fuck are you doing? It's a no, you were dating that chick. Can I say where? Who? The chick from Salem. Yeah, she was. Yep, the yeah. chick from Salem. And yeah. I was like, what are you doing? And you're like, what do you mean? I'm like, dude, you should be banging chicks all over the yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, but that was not going to happen. I, I was just talking to Chris about that. Right after my divorce, my dick was depressed. It was so yeah. sad. No, I can imagine. And like with that girl in particular, it took a really long time to have sex. And it wasn't because I don't give a fuck. I just got scared about sharing this. I don't, I've said worse things on the show. You're, it's, it's hard. Sex is an emotional thing, and someone yeah. just fucking like, betrayed you and cheated on you and stuff. So I used to, I used to lose it jerking off, man. I, like, it was not a good time for yeah. old Petey Pants. <laughs> so then I remember, I don't think I've ever told this story on the show, which is bizarre. I, me and that girl who was just so wonderful. She was such a great girl and still is a great girl. We're not in touch, but I mean, like, she was a great perfect kind of I, I hate to say this but it was therapeutic it was a very sad time in my life it was like a, a good kind of energy to have and I really wanted to have sex and it had been a while and it was long distance because like you said she lived yeah. in Salem and then she'd come up to town and I was like we really got to start doing some sex I think she, <laughs> she's, she's like a regular girl yeah. but I remember I actually asked her if we could have sex that's how green I was yeah, yeah. I didn't know that people just have sex yeah. I was like is it okay can we have sex and, and I'll never forget her response she goes uh, all signs point to yes. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> which was like such a hilarious response. I know. And so I was staying at Craig Baldo's apartment. Mm-hmm. We went out to eat. Very we nice were, apartment. It was de- it was a good depressing apartment. Was, it was it? Like, no, it, not a lot of light. Well, it was okay. 
It was just a great place to like sit and be divorced. Yeah. <laughs> if you're looking for a place to sit and be divorced, Craig Baldo's <laughs> old apartment. And I remember South we, Slope. We <laughs> it wasn't South Slope. What is it? Oh, that's his new apartment. Oh, okay. This is in Bushwick. Oh, okay. This yeah. is like a fucked up apartment. A great sad apartment. And uh, I went out uh, with that girl, Salem girl, and we were drinking. And I was like, "This is it, man. I gotta. I, we have to have sex." So I probably like saved it up for a couple oh, of days. Yeah. All this stuff. But like, it, I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew. Mm-hmm. You talk about that confidence coming into you when you grab the mic out of say. I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it. And I went to a deli because at this time in my life, listen to the story I'm telling you. It's bizarre. <laughs> I, I don't this, know what. I, the, what? No, keep going. Keep at going. this time in my life, my balls hurt. Have you ho- heard about that psychosomatic pain that yeah, I was having? No, I remember. I remember when you were going. When you met me, I had it yeah. big time. When you, every time you saw me, my balls were like pulsing, and I was like, "Uh huh." Went to the doctor; nothing's wrong. It's a whole story. So I took so much Advil. I sometimes worry about my liver. I constantly was taking Advil. I actually, as a joke, I autographed her a bottle of Advil because I, I left it at her house because I had so much fucking Advil, like the like huge like Costco Advil, oh popping four at a time all the time to make the pain go away. Holy shit! So I had a good excuse at this outdoor place in New York. I still walk by it sometimes, and we're having a, like an American cocktail, and I'm like, I'm gonna go uh, get some more Advil. <laughs> Good alibi. What I really was going to do was buy some of those over-the-counter dick pills. Yeah. Uh, because I was like, uh, please extend. Yeah. <laughs> please, please. This work. is full-blown honesty. This right is now. yeah. It, I'm, it's kind of embarrassing. It's fairly embarrassing. On the on the things I've admitted on the show, it's it's about a six. So I took the uh, fucking extends or whatever slyly, and I'll tell you this, man, uh, that shit works right away. Like yeah. at least it did for me. It went into me, and I was like, oh, I feel something moving. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, we got to get out of here. We got to go home and have sex now. We never had sex, and uh, again, I didn't know that was like something you could do. That's when I asked her if we could have sex. She's like, it's fine. And I was like, okay. What a fucking weird move! Like right before that, I was like, "Go, is this okay? Is this consensual?" Uh, um, <laughs> just, that's weirder. Yeah, Are you because I just want to on the record. Yeah, imagine the, the guy that's just afraid he's going to rape a girl. This is consensual, right, D- babe? We've been dating eight months. <laughs> we've had sex hundreds of times. We, li- <laughs> <laughs> I know, but we one two time, kids. Uh, one time, and then I, I, I uh, so that the extends was working. And uh, she uh, and I still fucking flailed. It was horrible. Yeah, it's tough. Right away. Um, well, you were saying I used to say that you should be out there just smashing pussy. Like you should just. Be but that's crushing. the same time in my life where you were like, you yeah. should be smashing pussy. And you told me a story. Do you mind talking about this? Where you you showed me a map of L.A. and you were like, dude, there was a time in my life where I had a girl in Long Beach, I had a girl in San Diego, I had a girl in Los Feliz, I had a girl in Glendale. Like you yeah. were just like, I was juggling all sorts of smush. Yeah. And then. <laughs> I don't think I ever said that last part. No, but I, I, say it again. I was banging all sorts of smush. You said juggling. <laughs> and I don't even know what smush is, and I love everything about it. Uh, yeah, and then I met my wife, and I shut down. I like shut, shut the down. business down. Yeah. But bye-bye holiday But at the bakery. same time, yeah, I was always, uh, I always wanted to be the dude that crushed a lot of tail. Like, I loved, I used to love falling in love. Like, I used to love yeah, meeting I, chicks. I forgot that about you. I, I love used to that love, about you. And like, just... I used to love falling in love in one night. Like, I would meet a girl, talk to them, just be cool. I was always cool. And then, you know, if they came over, I would treat them like they were my girlfriend. And I just loved being able to get completely intimate with someone right. who was a complete stranger. Jay, love this area. Because yeah. I'm, I'm starting to learn. Emily Gordon, she just saw me. She's so sweet. She said, I listened to our episode yesterday because I miss you. 
Isn't that uh, the sweetest thing I've ever heard? Yeah, she's so I sweet. mean, just just one of the greatest people in on mm-hmm. the earth. I just love her to death. And uh, on that episode, I was talking about how when I uh, have sex with a, with a broad, mm-hmm. I enjoy the cuddling and the sleeping over and all that stuff a lot. Uh, what I've discovered uh, with a little uh, more experience in my life and with therapy and with that Emily Gordon podcast is that you have to earn that shit because it can be dangerous. It can, it can really mix up your own feelings and sure. it can mix up their feelings. Yeah. You have to understand I was married for, uh, I don't remember, six years? I looked at Katie. Katie, how long was I married? I, was, I think it was six years. It was six years, 22 to 28. And then I'm dating. So all like I miss all of it. I yeah. don't just miss getting yeah. it wet. I miss... <laughs> Spooning. I don't just miss juggling one pussy. I miss spooning, and and I like. Is it, be- is it okay if I if I get it wet? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you ask. Laser act. <laughs> that is the hardest I've laughed in our sleepy summer no AC series. The title goes to you, not Taylor Williamson, your nemesis. Perfect. It's a great episode, Taylor. Thank you for doing it. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I've run into that problem. So when you're falling in love. I, I, it wasn't falling in love. I mean, it, it's, what I mean, can it's I like, say something? Yeah, of course. No, I'm sorry to interrupt. It's all you after this. It's called faking love. You know how you make love? You fake love. Yeah. Mine was just that, you know what it is? I just, um, I think that, put it this way, I used to always want to marry a chick that already had kids. Okay. You know what I mean? What's, why? I wanted to be that guy who came in and saved the day. Save you know your I mean? complex. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, what's up? Cool, because my dad was never around. So... A lot of times I used to be attracted to chicks that were a little broken, and I used to love like showing them something like, hey, look, at this is possible. It's not going to be with me, buddy, but this is what you can see, you know? And then it would, but it would just be like one night, and then I would see her a couple of times, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, I just, I, that was cool, like, but I can't. And I used to always tell her, I'm like, I am not available. Like, I'm not emotionally. You tell them that right away? Or? Yeah, I used, that used to be my, see, because when I used to tell you, you should be pounding chicks. Yeah, and then I used I'd to, be like, how do you, how, how could you do that? And you'd say, you need a line, like, I'm on a, on yeah, a I used to always open with like, listen, I'm just, I can't get into anything with anybody right now, I'm just not in that place, and then, you know, whatever. But I mean, I don't know if it's a healthy, I don't know what's healthy, what's not, I know that. I I'm going to put it, go. yeah, I just love having my wife, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and my I, part I'm, of my I'm life I'm happy now. to talk about this. And I, it's a little strange because we both love Kate and I, you love her as a wife, but I love her as a person. And it's, But it's still helpful. Like when we yeah, talk. she knows who I am. I know. That's what I love about yeah. you. And that's what I love about that relationship is you've never censored that sort of stuff. But that protecting thing is bizarre. I've had, and, and relatable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had so many uh, relationships. There was a girl that I dated where the song that I uh, would play and like kind of smile to myself was T.I.'s Whatever You Like. Because the idea of like providing and buy, like you want something, I'll get it for you, sort of thing, used to get me off. There's this like, yeah. it's it's a, it's an ego boost to be like, I'm saving you, and you being like, it's a very public thing to marry a girl that has kids and be like, this is how much I love her. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm in. It's not for you know. It's not just sex. It's not just whatever. I like want her family. I'm gonna be her guy and save her and all that sort of stuff. But I don't know if that's the what's going on with us psychologically that we want to do that yeah well it's, i don't think it's healthy well me it's more for the kids than it is like oh really like, yeah i always wanted some my mom my mom never dated another human being after my dad so i always wanted some dude to come around and be like hey, hey kid hey skip i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna go play catch with you yeah, you know what yeah. i mean like i always wanted that so like just cut to you throwing a ball to a empty field <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry. That's sad. That's on my album. That was like a was it kind of yeah with Thune. That was a sketch with Thune. Uh, um, oh, I love the sketch we did for your album. I know. It was so funny. you crushed that album. It's only because you bring it out of me. Anyway, what happened with your dad? 
Uh, he just, I mean, he, he was like, my parents just split when I was two. I was the youngest of four. You know what I mean? And he lived the town over. He lived in Reading. So, like, we, we would see him, like, you know, maybe once a week or once every two. I don't really remember. You know what I mean? And then by the time I was in fifth grade, I just stopped seeing him. And then I hadn't seen him in 22 years up until a year and a half ago. I went and saw him out in Essex. Really? For the first time in 22 years. Yeah. Peabody Essex Museum? <laughs> I'm sorry. We were at the uh, White Horse Antique Shop in Essex. Is that true? Yeah. That girl... That's girl. weird. Oh, the girl the from Salem? Salem girl? Yeah. God. The white elephant. This always makes me sad. I one time went to the white elephant and I got her like a, like a birthday gift there. Oh, that's cool. And it was like, I, I gave it to her. That's another one of those things. Like I probably gave her a gift that was too thoughtful. You my know dad what I mean? works, that, I mean, my dad has stuff on consignment and like is, is always there. Really? Yeah, it could have been my dad that sold it to you. Fucking bizarre, That would have been fucking weird, guy. Fucking bizarre. Um, because, I'm sorry. Yeah. I want to stay on the dad. I'm not going to forget the you dad thing. You can do wherever you want But that go. like faking love thing, it's dangerous. Like being a good guy... It's so dangerous you're in a for the girl. It's dangerous for the girl, but it's also dangerous for us. We don't want to be bad guys. I was a guys. martyr. You have a, g- a girl, and you like her, mm-hmm. okay? You should treat her as much as you like her. Yeah. Otherwise, you're lying or whatever. Now, I liked that girl a lot, but the truth is she could have been fucking Helena Troy, and I wouldn't have been <laughs> able to uh, access her. Yeah. I, the tread was off my tire. My fucking wife just left me. I wasn't even there. Yeah. She dated a ghost. That's yeah. why I look at her and still re- regard her as kind of like a saintly presence, like a healing person, yeah. like a sweetheart that took one for the team and dated this knucklehead where she kind of maybe she wanted. But like I was being really good to her because it made me feel like a good person. But that's kind of selfish. Of I let course, a girl yeah. sleep over and I spoon with her or whatever because, look, I'm a nice guy. I'm not going to tell you to hit the bricks. There's an argument to be made that it's kinder if you have sex with somebody that you don't really care about. Which is not something I really do, but if you did do that, I always have to protect myself. If you did do that, it might be kinder to be like, you should go because I'm not really like, yeah, well, that's why. But isn't that more honest? But I want to be like, I'll make you eggs. Make the girl you love eggs. Otherwise, this girl's going to start maybe loving you. You might start loving her or whatever. I need a water. You know how like we never do bits, like the same bits, like you don't want to do the same bits that you do. On oh, here that relationship bits. Well, I used to not okay. want to do. Thank I'll take you. one of those too. I used to not so take hot. girls to other places that I had been with other girls. Like if I went to a certain restaurant with one girl, I would never take another girl That's there. Funny. Like that. I'm like that was with us. Even even if I was just seeing that girl for like a couple of weeks. But like I like understand I, that. What about relationship bits? What do you mean, like jokes? Little jokes that you have. Oh uh, yeah yeah yeah. I used to. I used to. This broke my heart when I realized it. I was like. Uh, with my ex, I used to. Uh, it's stupid. I used to pick up her foot like the telephone. And I go. I do that with Kate. Yeah, I she go. Loves you're it, on dude. the foot phone, right? Haven't done foot phone since retired foot phone. Yeah, well, I mean, that's I, I appreciate that. Now all my jokes are just Kate's. You know what I mean? Like they're all for Kate. Yeah, but like, yeah, I mean, good name for a band, all for Kate. Yeah, that's tight. One, two, three, four. Foot phone, foot phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's all for you. I I, right. I I just think that. Where were you? We were talking about you. Don't even go to. You retire a restaurant. Yeah, I stopped like with that. I'll do that with music too. It's like that was our th- fucking thing. I was just talking to Or my buddy Oren who directs all my videos yeah, and writes them with me. We were talking about how he lost the band uh uh one of his one I don't want to say it just in case the girl I don't know how she could possibly yeah. is. But he was like I lost one of these great bands. You should listen to them cuz I can't listen to them. And yeah. I was like, "Okay, I will." Now it's my band. I think about Oren when I listen to it. <laughs> yeah. So you retire, rest, but that you're a romantic. Yeah. Well, I mean, I always used to like to romance girls, but I would, like I said, I would give girls the heads up ahead of time. Listen, this is where I'm at. This is what I can, you know, this is what I'm looking for. That and was if, your line. If they were down, I used to love trying. I used to love the hunt of like picking up chicks, and I would pick them up everywhere. But I knew a guy 
who worked in television or whatever, not an actor, he was a writer, and he would go up to girls and say, hi, my name is Bill, or whatever. I don't actually know his name. I'm getting the story secondhand. I'm not looking for anything emotional. I don't want to date you. You'll never see me again. But would you like to go out with me tonight? We'll have a great time. We'll have sex, and then it'll be goodbye tomorrow. And he said that it always worked. He had it put more eloquently than Mm -hmm. that. And he was like a rich guy. I don't know if that helps. Probably. Uh, It probably helps with the types of girls that might fall for that line. Well, it's just so you can do more. You can do more. Yeah, hot air balloon, fucking Christmas. I had a buddy. Drive by doggy style. In Newport. (laughs) Met a girl. They were out drinking on a Sunday, and he's like, what are you doing right now? And she's like, I don't know. He's like, let's go to Vegas. Yeah. And like took her to the airport. They went to Vegas. He bought her an outfit in Vegas. They spent the night and then flew back the next day. I mean, that's great. Crush. You can just do whatever you want. I love, you see, that's kind of what we, it goes back to that X factor of what you were talking about, talent and comedians, is there's times, there's moments in the world, and we're all kind of looking for them. Our antenna are up for those moments. And what sucks is when they're artificial or forced, it doesn't work. But in like Vicky Cristina Barcelona, mm-hmm. have you seen that? Mm-mm. You'd love it as a romantic. When he, Javier Bardem, it's not a spoiler, goes up to Scarlett Johansson and the fucking other girl who I love who's in the town. She's great in that movie, too. She plays Vicky. Uh, he goes up to the two girls and he, and, and he just delivers the ultimate... I was going to say Mac, but I don't really say that sort of... <laughs> I can't really pull that off. <laughs> but the ultimate like playboy line where he was just like, I was wondering if you'd like to come to Orvieto with me. <laughs> you know, like that? Basically mm-hmm. just being like, we'll drink wine. We'll make love. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is a pretty good Harvier Bardem. It is pretty good. I'm pretty good about this Harv. Javier, first try, cooking in the subconscious, <laughs> working on it in my sleep. And then they're like, she's like, why? And he's like, life is short. Life is dull. Life is full of pain. And that's, Whoa. and I was just like, oh my fucking God. And those are those moments. Woody Allen recaptured one in a movie, but we're looking for that. We're yeah. looking for someone to see us, Avatar style, and fucking be in a comic book shop and be like, hey, wait a minute. I see your fucking golden cashew. Let's go to Vegas. I'll buy you a dress, sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I That's mean, juice, baby. Didn't you? I mean, how much of your life do you live so that you can... Like, I used to live my life so that I could write it. You know what I mean? Write the book about it? Yeah, or just, like, do the experiences. Like, yeah. so much of my comedy is experiences that I put myself through so that I can tell other people. That's great. Like, one time... I just I was sitting at a bar with this girl on a Sunday and she's like we were having a cigarette and she's like what are you going to do the rest of the day I'm like what I'd like to do she's like yeah I'm like I'd love to have another drink then go back to your house take a shower and then see what happens uh-huh. you know what we did that day yeah fuck that you fucked yeah but we did that we went to her house took a shower you know what I mean with your clean genitals yeah every- <laughs> why can't that be part of it I like that that was part of it we'll clean up your filthy pussy <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> that's epic i have not these sleepy summer series with no ACs have been very relaxed this has been really funny you should feel real good about it i have <laughs> I <do. laughs> Pete, good response i have a buddy coonsy who lives in uh, atlanta now but oh i know coonsy yeah do you no um well i don't know if we brought him up or like you met him in new york and no, stuff no, like no, that. No, he lived no, in new york no. but like on my podcast, we did a whole episode where he came up like six times, and his whole thing is he was used to... Wait, maybe you did tell me about Coonsie. He used to do a thing like he'd always shake his legs, and he's like, you know what I like? And I'm like, what's that, Coonsie? He's like, I like to meet like a nice coffee shop girl. You know a girl with like a nose ring and some tattoos? Kind of girl you want to give a good shower to. Oh, that's, that's, that is so funny. That's like he used to envision. I'm like, you're such a fucking... You have a lot of interesting friends. Yeah. Who I... did we go to the beach that day with? Do you remember? Oh, you, no. me, and this guy. Oh, Todd, yeah. Todd. T.O. Double. T.O. Double. Yeah. You're just the, you're the one double. of my friends. It's like, you want to go to the beach with me and my friend T.O. Double? 
You were I, in a place that time, too. What was that? You were going through a relationship thing, remember? Jesus. Every t- you always are. Remember when we recorded the CD, Sickler gave you all the, all the advice, and you were blown oh away God. by the king. The king. Yeah, the king. Let's man. talk about that. Do you mind? Do you remember no. what he said? I know you don't I mind. know exactly remember what he said. That was a girl. Okay, so old Petey Pants is like trying to live some life and balance that with trying to be a, a good person. You know, this, that's like my fucking dilemma. That's why you can't just be like, if you have sex with someone you don't care about, not that I would do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, you, I'm you constantly definitely worried. Scrutinize yourself. What constantly. I do in comedy, you kind of do in your yeah, personal life. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I envy your liberation with, with your life. And sometimes I've, I've heard you say things about my comedy yeah, that I'm like, oh, you think I can talk about paint? Well, you can paint with your life, which is lovely, yeah, which yeah. is great. Yeah. So this was a, such a simple situation. I met a girl, as you do, and there were other people there that I knew, and they were also looking for girls. Like, it was like, it was how I imagined adulthood when I was a kid. Yeah. Being at a bar, not a shitty bar, like a decent bar. People are kind of dressed nicely. Why do you have to justify the bar? I don't know. Why can't it just be a fucking horrible bar yeah. and a nice girl I want to give a shower to? Yeah. I don't know, because I envy those guys. Why can't can she just, just be, be a dirty fucking whore that, like, needs love, too? I know, Jay. And this is <laughs> I'm just, this, I'm no, just saying it. I'm not mad at you. Okay, I'm, I, this is exactly where I want to be. Yeah. What I'm trying to do, and with the podcast, the experiment of the podcast, and I've said this a lot of times, I know, is I want to be loved for who I am. We all do. Unfortunately, a lot of times in relationships, I'll present a polished version of yourself. And yeah. then I'll get tired of being that. And that, like, Jamie Lee and I are good friends now, yeah. really good friends. And when we were dating, we weren't even, like, as close because now she gets completely real me all the time. Yeah. No reason to act any way. Like, mm-hmm. just real. I love that. And that's what I'm trying to do. Next relationship, it's got to be me. You know what I mean? So yeah. this, this podcast is just, like, practice being me all the time. Yeah. I don't want to get off this topic, though. But no, I agree with that. I mean, because when I met Kate, it was the same thing. Yes. Like, well, that's why early I, on. I remember yeah. when I met her, like, my... She would be dating. This is my wife. We were dating for like three weeks, maybe. And she's like, I was I was at the restaurant. And she'd come by to say hi, and I had to go back inside. She's like, Yeah, I called you twice today, and it says your phone's disconnected. I'm like, Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I can't afford to pay my bill. And she's like, Oh, really? And I was like, Yeah. She's like, Oh, okay, like no big deal. And I was like, All right, yeah. It was kind of embarrassing for me to tell you that. Just like sometimes I can't pay my bill. Jay. I went back inside. I came back out. She had paid the bill. Jay. She called and she paid the bill and she's like, I just paid it. I'm like, why would you do that? And she's like, because you need to have your phone. She's like, I, if you don't have your phone, I can't call you. And I was like, oh, this chick and think, you, and you, think chick thinks she's going to take down LT? <laughs> <laughs> um, LT Larson, that is so fucking great. I love yeah, that story. Yeah, and here's, I can't believe you're saying that because that's literally what I'm dealing with in therapy right now, which is when I, if I am... Uh, about like thinking about dating somebody or whatever it, that is relationships it's when it really flares up but it's kind of for everything mm-hmm. uh and i already use this example so forgive me but like i'll play things out the fantasy chip is activated and i'll play everything out i'll if i if my phone was off and i was going out with kate i would come up with like it's like a lunatic. Like, I'd be brushing my teeth and be like, yeah, my phone's off. I don't know. I, I'm kind of like a rolling stone. Like, I wouldn't lie. <laughs> I, you know, I'm never home. Like, I'd just kind of come up with I some just... safe way. Rolling stone? Yeah. you like just... a rolling stone. I don't. It's because you said Papa. Do you like Bukowski? Stone. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I'm kind of a bean. You know, I don't need the phone. I'm a writer. Like, it's I not... don't even have a TV. Um... It's not to fabricate a lie. It's not to trick anybody, but it's to figure out the best way to phrase something. Yeah. Which, for example, the example I already used, I think, on the Chris and Shell episode, is that uh, sometimes I worry telling a girl that I was married. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So what I'll do is, 
instead of just doing what you did, which is beautiful, which is goddamn like self-realized and, and powerful, which is, yeah, I can't afford to pay my bill. Yeah. Truth. Fucking yeah, truth. dropped on the table like Bananas Foster. On fire <laughs> truth. And then watching someone not hear your political prepared statement, but hearing the bareness of that I can't afford my phone right now. Yeah. And then having them in that moment love you and pay your bill yeah. is gorgeous. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, th- that chick, Kate, my wife, yeah. I've learned more about he- being a human being from her than I have through anyone and through her parents, the way her parents act as parents. I'm like, holy shit. Really? Never saw that. I never had that. Any- I- anything come to mind? Um well, her parents just call and are supportive and, like, congratulate you on stuff. Like, little stuff that I'll do. Like, yeah. I'm doing a show in Boston on the 29th of September. Uh-huh. Her dad is coming to Boston. He's like, oh, I, I think I need to be there. I, I think I got something going on I need to be there for. Guy has no reason to be there. He had a presentation at work one time, and he, and he showed my Ferguson set before. He goes, just to get everybody loose. Like, a huge presentation, General Mills. Like, just stuff that, like... You know that's so nice. Oh yeah, they're like participating. That's like em- a family. That's empathy. Yeah, they're a he, real family. He's imagining what might make you feel loved and special, and then doing it. Yeah, and for no gain, for no like personal benefit. Yeah, like yeah. a love monster. Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, there's a certain glow about you. Why are you gleaning? Ah, I got attacked. You got attacked. Yeah, by the love monster. Oh, you lucky son of a bitch! Are we really at an hour and a half? Holy fuck! Jay, I love you, man. I love you too, You're man. The best. These a- episodes have been wrapping up. We're not wrapping up. We got we got I, a no, lot I've of irons seen, in the fire. I literally, I'm like Jesus, Pete Holmes. He goes the distance. Oh, with the uh, with the podcast, yeah. Line? Well, we have a lot of weirdos out there that uh, thank me for the long show. We don't do it. Look, we do it because it's epic. I want the I want this to end when it feels like it's supposed to yeah, end. Yeah, we don't try and hit two hours, but that's about where we've been hitting lately. Ninety minutes is where we've been hitting in the Sleepy Summer series. Yeah. But uh, you're changing all that. I love it. I mean, our podcast, we do an hour on the nose almost. Like hour 15. What's it called, by the way? Plug the it. Crab Feast. The Crab, crab Feast. The Crab Feast. Crab Feast. Me and Sikla do it. Sikla. Yeah. Uh, we got to get you on. T-O-double-D. He won't mind me saying it. We were talking. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, I'd love to do it, by the way. He was talking and he was just like, I'll just never forget it. And he, I, on it, I know he wouldn't care. But he was like, yeah, me and my girl, we went to this party, and then this, like, fucking hot waitress came up, and I just put my hand up a skirt and felt a smush. He didn't say smush. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, the look on my face. Like, I've just never heard of anything like that. And he's like, yeah, we're freaky like that. And I was like, who are you yeah, people? Yeah, he's freaky. I don't understand. I mean, people have some... I mean, he's got a different kind of thing going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Keep, let's stay on the Kate thing. What, I mean, if anything else comes to mind, and then we'll go back to the King uh, help me with the girl thing story. Oh, yeah. Well, there's nothing much. I mean, I don't know what else there is with Kate. Okay, but if something comes up, I love that female wisdom stuff. Oh, like, uh, Kate is just like, uh, she just has my back. Kate's just competitive like I am, and she has my back, and she's just like... Well, she's driven, too. Yeah, well, she would stab you in the neck for me. You know what I mean? I know she would. Uh, but it's like, my friends always, like, you know, I would, I just never have ever done that guy comedy where it's like, oh, my wife is always busted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's yeah. not like that. And my friends are like, how is it not like that? And I'm like, well, because when I know my chick is stressed... I'll like the other day I knew she was stressed. We both just got home from Hawaii. The house is a mess. She was out for meetings. She's gonna be home at four. I cleaned the whole house, yeah, like right, mopped it, right, everything. She yeah. came home stoked. Next day she had to go she went to bed at four, had to be up at five thirty for a meeting. I left her a note on the steering wheel. Four AM? Yeah. She had an hour and a half sleep? Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. Uh so I just left her a note on the steering wheel, you know, like telling her what she meant to me because I wanted her to one, 
I don't want to have to deal with her not being happy. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure, selfish. And two, what does it take? It takes me literally, it took two me seconds. four minutes to how, write a how note. How hard is it to be helpful? Yeah. I feel that after, so I, after I call my mother. My yeah. mother gets so happy when I call, and I'm like, I fucking can't call. Mm-hmm. I changed the shape of this woman's hips on my exit, and I can't call. <laughs> I changed her. I, I can't even. I talk to my mother. I got five minutes max until I'm about to explode. It's hard sometimes. Ugh. It's hard sometimes. Yeah. And I love my mom, but well, this this was a this was a great thing. You're you're one of my uh, you're one of my friends uh, that I can count on for when I'm having a dilemma. And every yeah. everything can be a kind of a dilemma. I'm trying to learn how to be a human that's in relationships in a healthy way, in that way that you and Kate are. Yeah, yeah. In that honesty way, in that loving way. I love that cleaning stuff. That's great. And it's, it's fun sweet. to work at it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's fun to like know, like, hey, if I just do this, this is going to be better. You know, it's yeah. just fun. I yeah, hate yeah. when people say, my friend's like, wants, is thinking divorce when he's got a kid. And I'm like, what the fuck is, I go, I go, what's wrong with you? Yeah. And he goes, we just can't figure it out. I'm like, figure it out. You, 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 you pussy, figure yeah. it the fuck out. You got a kid. I don't care if, if you don't have a kid, that's fine. But once you have a kid. Yeah. You're well, a this, selfish fuck. This Figure is speaking for out. you and your your father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two yeah. years old. Yeah, exactly. Old LT exactly. Lawson. That's yeah, that's a hard thing. That's why I waited so long for me to get married. You know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. TJ and I were just talking on the on the phone today about how we bring the bullshit from our previous relationship into the next relationship, and then in the next, and then the next. Then we get married, and then that same cancer just erodes it or whatever. There's something you could be working on. Yeah, always. You know what I mean, it's yeah. just very painful. It's very difficult. I gave Kate a State of the Union three, like uh, maybe a month and a half ago. What does that mean? I wrote her a letter of everything that I thought we should change in our relationship if we were going to continue to go. Like I'm like, if we're going to have kids, we need to fix this, this, and this because if we don't, we'll never fix it. But ahead of time, are you on the same page with me? Do you agree? Like, how can we make this better? And she was like, "Fuck yeah!" You know, how great our relationship has been since then. It wasn't bad before. Yeah, but it was just like, listen, you know, we could have a good relationship or we could have a fucking great one. What was on Let's it? Have a great one. What What were the things well i said well, like, i'm sure it's personal there but. was some personal i mean i won't get into it but i was like do you even know what i like sexually i said do you even know i'm like because i know i don't know what you really like yeah like, like let to get real real let's get real real because uh, you're gonna be the only chick from here on out yeah so i'd like to do p.s i've been cheating with, with us <laughs> <laughs> up until this point but i want you to know from here on out yeah so do you like some of those things <laughs> i've been doing <laughs> uh so there was that and then it was just That's like great you know, it's, I, I love here is because how long have you been together? Uh, almost six years. Because I always say on the Married show. Married too. Married too. Oh, yeah, you made it past the seven year itch, which is that thing they say. My, okay. Uh, you know, seven years, you get bored. Uh, <laughs> the first six are just blinding, never ending entertainment. Seven <laughs> years, you're kind of boring. Uh, the thing is, is like when you start seeing somebody or whatever, usually there's a window where you're like, if we're going to like lick each other's butts or whatever, or whatever kinky thing, you got to do it in the first six months. You can't be together, but you're disproving that. Yeah. Well, because I realized I'm like, yeah, when does this come out? Like, can't we be completely honest? Because like. I, we both think we are, but it's the same thing. Like you don't realize how more honest you can get. Yeah, you know. When my wife and I got divorced, I just for no reason told her like something. Like I was like, by the way, I really like this a lot more than I ever admitted to you, or something. Like not something we did, something that I would have wanted to oh, do. Yeah, like yeah. we didn't have very good sex at all. Mm-hmm. But why not tell her? Yeah, what's the what's that the didn't best. that didn't end well? But you're going at it. Yeah. You're yeah. trying to figure it out. Always trying to figure Good it out. Good for fucking you. And then I also told her, I'm like, listen, I'm a creative person. I need to be introduced to new things. So you're going to have to start introducing me to more new things. I'm like, I'm always introducing you to new things. Is that right? I'm like, so you're going to have to step up and find new... I go, I don't care if it's taking a different ride home the way we always come from Venice to our house. Just find some new things. 
That's and, great. And she was like, okay, I can do that. That's so funny, man. Yeah, you got to bur- have new The shit. burden of novelty shouldn't be on one person. No. That, that'll that make someone feel unloved pretty That's quickly. That's the fucking opening line of a novel. Uh, <laughs> we find it sometimes. It's a free podcast, too. So <laughs> I hope everyone understands that. Download, <laughs> subscribe, rate, and review, please. Oh, do you say that? Yeah, we do. I don't know why. I'm just very uninterested in like our numbers and our. Uh, well, you're that's because you're doing great. I guess so. We always got to get our membership up. You know what I mean? Well, we always want to. You know? Yeah. Well, crab feast. Yeah, the crab feast. The, Ryan Sickler and Jay Lawson. Sickler and the law. Yeah. So here's the story of the morning I came in to fucking record that thing for your very, very funny CD, which is called, I'm sorry, uh, Self-Diagnosed? Yeah, Self-Diagnosed. Uh, Pete's awesome on it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Again, I opened my album with Pete Holmes. Yeah. I mean, how many people would do I don't even know why I did that. I'm just like, this is That's so That's way before funny. the podcast, so very few people would recognize my voice. We were just doing it. To people have fun. actually tweeted me, like, is this Pete Holmes <laughs> opening? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then I remember fun. that day, like, Fulcheron said to me, he's like, Jesus Christ, Pete Holmes is funny, huh? Uh, well. Because he's just standing there in front of a mic and just saying shit. Well, like, but you put me in a good situation. Yeah, yeah, of You course. know what I mean? Like, a good improv situation is, is you know, you know yeah. the deal. Anyway, uh, so, so I meet the girl. Mm-hmm. At a party, and yeah. I was like, "I'm going to be a grown up," and we're, people are drinking wine and shit. And I'm like, "I'm going to flirt with a girl at a bar. Then I'm going to buy her a drink." I did all of this, yeah. And then, uh, and then I gave her a ride home, mm-hmm. and then uh, we made out a little bit. Mm-hmm. All just regular shit. Nothing else happened. That's all that happened. Mm-hmm. I'm being honest with you. If something else happened. I tell you. Not going to be shame. This is not the time for shame. We just made out a little bit. Dropped her off. Now. Uh, I then here's the the savior complex. Here's the good guy thing, which is kind of like my own fucked up uh, psychosis or whatever. That I'm like, I have to be a good guy. I can't just have made out. Yeah, Pete, you can. You can just make out with somebody and never. But I'm like, not Pete Holmes. Not this guy. Mm-hmm. This guy calls. Mm-hmm. This guy doesn't knows he's not in a place where he's ready to date. Because you guys, you got her number though. I got a number. Yeah, you plan to go out. We planned. Well, I got a number, yeah. yeah. And she also left something in the car, but it looked really organic. She did leave behind. It didn't look like it was a leave behind, but if it Co was. Oh, stanza. <laughs> that's great. Well done. Thank you. She did leave something, but it was inconsequential. If I had burned it, it would have been fine. <laughs> if I had burned in some sort of voodoo uh, ceremony to, get, to make her love me, that would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. No, so she takes off, but it's not like, it's not like I knew 100%. I, it sounds like a line. At that point, I had just gotten out of a thing. Yeah. It's like the next person I had kissed, it had been a long time. Wanted to make out, and, all, and that's all I really wanted, just feel alive like a fucking J.D. Salinger short story. Yeah. That's all I want. A&P, John Uptyke, little romance, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. So that's what I want. That's the truth. Okay. Nothing's really wrong with that. This girl is entering into that contract as soon as you get and lick it up at a bar with me and let me drive sure. you home and make out with you in the car and kind of figure out when you take the seatbelt off and all that sort yeah. of shit. So anyway... Made out a little bit. Got a number. See, I could tell a story about nothing for like five hours. That's my problem. Anyway, so she gets out. I think I texted her something the next day, and I was like, let's go out again. And I think we I – don't, I don't remember what we did, but we met. And I recorded your CD thing right before I was going to get this girl the next day or, maybe, I think or that I, night. I was under the impression you went out with her again after the hookup in the car. You went out with her. You realized you didn't like her that much. And so then you were dropping her off. Can I say this? Yeah, I mean, as long as I don't, yeah. Right? And then you didn't walk out of the door. And that was, you, no, were, no, no. you built a complex over the fact that you didn't walk out of the door. The complex was, I, I only went out with her one other time after the makeout. Okay. Because I didn't want to date anybody. Right. Like, it sounds like a line. And like, I don't know if you liked her that much. It, I, like, 
again, I say the treads off the tire. Helena Troy, she could be great. Right, didn't it matter. doesn't matter. Yeah, like my fucking patio is rain soaked. New rain is not going to get into that wood, baby. There's <laughs> the second line of that book. So uh, <laughs> she could have been the greatest girl in the world. It just wasn't going to happen for me at that moment. But I can't deal with the guilt of being like. Oh, I made out with somebody. I used somebody. Women are like, oh, they're little flowers and they need to be protected. They're not people. They're like, they're like gnomes. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck it. She's a grown person. But I was going to go out with this girl uh, one time. And uh, so I'm trying to remember. So the king is, what's his name? Ryan Sickla. Ryan Sickla. Ryan Sickla is there. And he's like a fucking man. Yeah. He looks like he has an axe on him. <laughs> he's sick of man, especially when it comes to women. He's stone cold. And he and just... Great. Respect. It's I just can't, respect. I'll never forget what he said. So I go in and I'm like, I, I, I'm not ready for a relationship. I'm freaking out. Record the thing. First of all, we're all in this. We all are like... We had already recorded some sketches. We're all waiting. Pete's there. Pete comes in and it's just like... All right, what do I do? This yeah, is yeah, chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're all like, let's crack this code. Immediately. It was like it looked it was like the view. Yeah. We were was. sitting in a circle. It looked like a support group and it was. Thune was laying down. Yeah, yep. playing the guitar. Somebody's got to do a backflip. <laughs> Not a bad Thune. Uh, <laughs> so I put the thing to the council, which is kind of what I do on the show, but this is pre that mm-hmm. show. So I put it to the council and then uh, he and I was like, "Now, I go to pick her up, this girl, uh, what do I do? Do I go to her door? And he's like, first of all, everyone gave advice, and, and, and it was, nothing was really resonating with you. And then the king, the, the king. D- well, everybody, Sickler. every people were like, you definitely don't have to go to the door. Yeah. Text her, I'm here. That sort of thing. <laughs> One guy. It, it was like a movie. Like you couldn't write a scene in a movie that would have been this well acted or believable because it was real. Yeah. And then it ends with the king, like the fucking king Sikla is biding his time. Puts his crown on, ham on the bone, <laughs> takes a big fatty bite out, wipes his mouth with a napkin, not dainty, manly, and then says to me, he's like, of course you go to the door, you knucklehead. What are you going to be, you're, like, you're not going to treat her like a gentleman just because you're not sure you have feelings for her? Yeah. Like, he, like, bitch slapped me. And, and you it was s- like, you stopped and you're like, wait, what did you just, who, who, yeah. you're like, who is this? Yeah, 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 yeah. I needed to know who this prophet, this yeah, modern day prophet, epic. just basically giving me, yeah, you treat someone decent. Just because, like, you're feeling conflicted and being like a bitch, you still treat someone, you know, yeah, decently. Yeah. And I did. And, and then we talked, and I was like, look, I don't so, think this is right. There's two things I see in this. Yeah. One, sometimes I think you're afraid to just be a gentleman because you feel like they're going to have expectations on you of, because why you're you doing it. you treated them like a gentleman. That's funny. That came back. Yeah. yeah. And the second thing, which is the most ironic, is Sickler has a reputation, I think, where girls, like, they fall for rye they think rise into him when yeah. he's just like i'm just being a gentleman i'm like no right. you're not you're yeah. doing shit that's well, like boyfriend stuff and girls think you're into him 33 year old pete might disagree with the king a little bit i'm not saying you shouldn't go to a sure. girl's door and pick her up sure it is a little misleading that's that snuggle that's that let me I, I i've know. never cooked anyone breakfast but i'm saying that's like cooking someone breakfast or like you know at a certain point being a nice guy is being an asshole because it's not honest I don't know because that's who Sickler is. Like, you know and I'm time, that guy too. You know how many times we'll be at the improv and he's like, I'm just going to, he'll be like, yo, I'm just going to walk uh, so and so to a car. And he'll just walk girls to the car. He's like, I don't want them walking by themselves. And it's just him being who he is. Right, old school. And girls might like take that the wrong way. That's not his fault. He can't. So what? Now he has to stop being All who right. he is? Here we go. 
because I've had that I've had this issue the the cuddling issue and the and getting intimate because of faking love as mm-hmm. we were calling it. I've had people, friends of ours, people who have done this show, advise me uh, because people who do this show are my, my real friends, and I see them off off mic, and we talk the same way. And I was talking to a friend of ours, and I was just like, "What do you do? Like for me." Uh, you have sex with somebody and, and you want to and, and you want to like fake, like I said, fake love and really be sweet and intimate and all that sort of stuff. And, and my friend was like, look, it's everybody's job to protect themselves. That's what this one person said. That was the opposite of, uh, of what I'm kind of thinking right now. I think at a certain point you need to, like Emily Gordon said on her. Now I'm thinking I'm going to re-listen to the Emily Gordon episode. You need to earn that shit. You need to earn the walk to the car. Yeah. You need to earn the hand-holding. I want things to be special again. I'm wiping the slate clean. I'm starting over. Se- a handhold, that's first base. Second base, prolonged eye no contact. No fucking way. Third base, I read to her as she falls asleep. Home plate, butt sex. <laughs> 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 Epic free podcast. <laughs> uh, let me just tell you this: the first time I realized like what a gentleman was supposed to be yeah. is I was I had flunked out of college. I was dating a girl who was a year ahead of me, Danielle O'Brien, who's this beautiful, oh, super smart chick. Yeah, and uh, she went to Babson, and I was flunked out of. Oh, did she go to Brandeis? I can't remember. Anyway. I started dating her, you know, and like I couldn't believe I was dating her. She was a year above me in high school, and she was just so hot. And she used to date Mike Donofalo, who was like the coolest these dude of names, all time. These Boston yeah. names. He wore plaid pants. Donofi? Like <laughs> yeah. I know Donofalo. He played football at Amherst. Yeah. Okay. And would wear plaid pants and get away with it. And so, like, one of the first dates we went on, I was dropping her off, and we'd just sit in front of her house talking. And I was like, Should I walk you to the door? And she's like, you can if you want. I go, did Mike used to walk you the door? And she's like, yeah, always. And I was like, God damn it, he's so fucking cool. Ah, I loved Mike enough just because yeah, of that. Classy. I didn't walk her. I didn't walk her. You didn't? No. I think, look, walking to a car is one thing. I feel like that's a neutral thing. But, yeah. like, you know, it's hard. You, you, you shouldn't. See, For... I, I used to, th- I said on the show, I was like, I put my penis inside of you. Why can't we spoon? You know what I'm saying? It's because the this unfortunately. You said, you, did you say this to someone? I said this on the show. Oh, okay. Uh, because I've just been thinking about it lately, but uh, I, I think you do have to earn that stuff. Yeah. Well, chicks get a little more emotional. I mean, or like the intimate stuff. They're like they'll like they'll bang, but I ain't snuggling. Like that's the way chicks roll sometimes. Yeah. But the first time when I when I asked Kate out, she was like, "Why don't we just meet somewhere?" And I was like, no, I'll pick you up. And she's like, well, we can meet somewhere. I'm like, yeah. well, what the fuck's this chick? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so we, I picked her up. You did? Yeah. You I insisted? Didn't, I didn't kiss her the whole night. Got to the driveway, dropping her off, and I just put the car in park, and I go, I'm waiting for this all night. Undid my belt, made out with her. And then I go, I would walk you to the door. You but undid I did your seat belt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like flipped and then moved I, over. I, to I her. thought you took off your pants. <laughs> Aggressive. <laughs> undid That's my code. pants. Said, I've That's been code. waiting for this all night. Then you hypnotized her. jacking off in front of her. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know this was a stick shift. <laughs> You come on the windshield and then you try and wipe it off with the wipers, but it's on the outside. <laughs> and we're <laughs> we got there, and I go, you know, I'd walk you to the door, but I'd rather sit here and watch you walk away. Nice, <sighs> Roger Sterling over here slammed it. That's awesome. Yeah, That's a Madman nice. reference. He says that to Joan. You know, this is you know Joan on Madman. No, I I, I don't watch it. But oh, you don't? No, I know. Well, she's uh, Christina Hendricks. And he says, he says, like, I called you into my office just to see that Valentine heart, meaning her ass. Yeah. And she goes, on my way out. I was like, <laughs> the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. <laughs> two men just wanting the 60s. Early 60s. Yeah, early 60s. Like early 60s yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. It's, well, I think they're in 67 now. Oh, really? I think they're, they're, they're getting up there. <sighs> Where do we go, man? I mean, I, oh, I could tell you the Bukowski sh- shrinking story. What is that? Bukowski, uh, there's this documentary. Every, everything I learned is from documentaries. I love documentaries. But uh, there's a fucking uh, Bukowski documentary called mm-hmm. Born Into This. Pretty good. Uh, I liked it a lot, actually. And there's this part where this guy tells this story about Charles Bukowski. And he's telling it. It's a real story. Remember when I was like, was that gnome book fiction? Yeah, yeah. This, this guy is like, look, you're not going to believe what I'm about to say. Yeah. And all I want to know is how many drugs he did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he was like, I saw Charles Bukowski get so angry once that he shrunk. So he, like, he was yelling and freaking out. And he actually became the size of like a gnome for a, a short time. And they all just left because they were so scared. Holy shit. And he's like, look. I know that sounds crazy. If you told me that, it would sound crazy. I was there. I saw a man shrink, which is crazy. Yeah. How many I, people were there? I don't know. A couple of people. See, that's Whoa. a great question. I'd love to get some investigative reporting going on. Also, his clothes are shrinking. His clothes are also magical. Um, you know yeah. what I mean? See, like, see, it's yeah. a difficult thing. That's I, what I want to I love I that you want to believe, but you want to doubt it at the same I time. I do want to believe. I want to believe. Faithless generation, ask for a sign. You don't get to see Charles Bukowski shrink. No. You've got to believe yeah, that you have you're to. shrinking. You know, I went up to the... When I was in San Francisco like three months ago, I went to the Beat Museum, you know? Yeah. And it had tons of stuff. And I went to that bar that they used to all go drinking at. Uh-huh. And there was just like some guy left his table for a second, had a shot and a beer on it. And I took a picture and I sent it to Cal Kinane. I'm like, dude, shouldn't you be here right now? That's so great. Like, I just feel like that's where Kinane would be. He's hanging out. And he goes, I told him where I was at. He's like, you got to go to the bar up the street. It's like a little less unknown. <laughs> you know, classic. Oh, of course. Yeah. He's like, if you can't walk it, there's a railroad car you can jump on. <laughs> Ask for Tin Cup Willie and Switchblade Lauren. <laughs> She's a bitch, but I fucked her. Canane. <laughs> <laughs> he ends his own statement with Canane. Yeah, fucking Canane. He's a, he's a real drifter. He's a real guy. Talking he about is. doing things, trying to have experiences and stuff. It's hard, man. I have to, like, force it. I'm always doing the sleep math. How much rest am I going to get today? See, I don't do that at all. I try and get, like, sleep, but, like, I'm always doing things like... You didn't even open your present, by the way. Oh, I want to look in it. Yeah, look in there. That's one of my projects. I fucking... I was hoping... Those are from my God. Uh, of course they're from your fucking you God. You fucking know it, You have Dad. no idea. These are tomatoes. It's a, it's a podcast. These are tomatoes, and I... I'm using the word love here. Mm-hmm. Love tomatoes. Well, I texted Pete before the podcast, and I'm like, do you like tomatoes? And he wrote back, love tomatoes. <laughs> and I, I'm, a, I'm a hand fruit tomato guy. A little salt. Fucking oh, eat, yes. Eat it right in the hand. See, you know what I love about it, That how you're such a weirdo, is that I texted. Normally, people be like, uh, why are you asking me if I like tomatoes? Like, yeah. why are you asking? It? I, I was tomatoes. already there. That was it. I went, no, uh, Jay Lassen is the kind of guy that has a garden. I've been to your home. Yeah. It's a lovely home. Thank you very much. And here's something, here's something we haven't really talked about, which is you're very, like, you like, this is something you said to me once. This is why I don't bat an eye at, do you like tomatoes? One time you said to me, I was like, I just like to get some fresh flowers and get them in here. Like you, like you, you decorate your, your beautiful home. Not Kate. Went to the farmer's market this morning, spent 25 bucks on flowers. You love flowers. I love it. Flowers all over the house. Love it. Flowers. Which is great. Yeah. And when you said that, I, w- I asked Natasha Leggero for her gardener because I just assumed she has a gardener. Does she? She does. <laughs> 
And I was like, Natasha, is there some sort of gardener that can just like come into my house and because I don't see myself doing that? But I was yeah. like, I'd love to have, I'd love to have you come in. I've almost like hired you to do interior design. Yeah, to like queer eye my, you know, I, I, know, I know you're a straight man, but like you can uh, fucking look at my place and you gave me tips and stuff. Yeah, I love that. I sent shit. you photos. Have we ever been to Crate and Barrel together? Yes. Yeah, we yeah. purchased things together at Crate we did? and Barrel. My yeah. memory is the worst. We sat on the the Nissan Verano. Uh, you had already got your sofa. Okay. That's we got the slide table that goes up like so you can put it on your right. You know, Jay, please don't mistake my, my horrible uh, memory I'm for not. not caring. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I now immediately remember. I love that stuff. I mean, we I love building my, my bed frame. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, that, I don't even have a bed frame. Bed frame worked out great. You know what's a great... Uh, you know what a bed frame says? What? I had a couple thousand dollars sitting around. That's what a bed frame says. <laughs> yeah, when you get a nice one. That's all it is. Yeah. There's no purpose to a bed frame. No. No one gives a fuck about a bed no. frame. Why not just frame two thousand dollars <laughs> just Check hang up a frame like all these hundred dollar bills and be like i could add a bed frame just add a frame that would look hot by the way money oh this is my bedroom oh that's just two grand yeah yeah so i i, I heard a funny show business story matthew perry went in to pitch some some show or maybe a network was pitching to him or something and they were like look we know uh pile of money doesn't mean anything to you oh no the, the script had a line in the script like $10,000, I jerk off into $10,000 because he was playing like a, a rich guy. Uh-huh. So they, they really wanted Matthew Perry to do this job. And the executive sent Matthew Perry in the mail a box with $10,000 in it in like you know bills, paper mm-hmm. money, and lotion. And was like, please do the show. Like some Shut sort of thing. up. Like, like jerk off into this $10,000. <laughs> oh I'm sure he didn't. But I mean like – or that story may not even be true. Yeah. But I, I just, it just made me think of that, that. I used to know a guy who got like was stealing a lot of money. Yeah. And he had 10 grand in cash like in his – he had a safe. He's like, I got 10 grand in cash, man, in my safe. You know what that's like just holding 10 grand? Yeah. I was like, why do you have that? He's like, just in case something goes down. I'm yeah. like, you know you're getting into like a <clears throat> dangerous cycle when you're holding 10 grand because something might go down. Yeah. Do you have a gun? I don't have a gun. We've talked about this. Do you have a gun? No, I don't. You ever think about it? I, I, mean, I said it the other day. I was like, oh, Pete, three cocktails. Pete wants a gun. <laughs> like, I, I've shot a gun. And when I shot a gun, it made... It, look, fuck being a machismo right here. Shoot a gun. It makes you shake. Yeah. Like, your body is, like, afraid. Yeah. It's so loud. Every time I've seen a gun shot in a movie since then, I'm like, nope. Yeah. Wrong. Well, the idea that you're holding something, you could end someone's life. And there's a guy next to you shooting a target, and you're like, he could just be like, you know what? I'm going to use this on the guy next to me. Yeah. Die, giant John Ritter. Or vertigo syndrome, and you're like, I could just use it on myself. Is that what vertigo syndrome is? No, I just made it up, but I'm saying like... I think what you're... There is, this comes up before. I only know five things, and they all come up all the time, and that's called the imp of the perverse, which is like when you're standing on a cliff, you want to jump off. Yeah. That's what I thought you were getting if you were on the moon, you would want to jump off the moon and Oh, okay, die. yeah, no. So not, that urge to do the worst possible thing. Yeah, yeah. But we all have that. Have you read Carlos Castaneda? Say it again. Carlos Castaneda. Have you ever read any of his stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. The Art of Dreaming. I'm reading it right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Th- he like talks about like he jumps off cliffs and shit in Mexico and flies. And he says it's real. He says it really happened. I know. Isn't that weird? He also said that he apprenticed a sorcerer that would yeah. tap him on the back and teleport him to all these ways. And you're reading it. Now, again, our friends, the Occam's Razor shaving group, mm-hmm. just shaving it all off, that's fine, say that man's a liar. Yeah. But there is a man who seems reasonable, writing a book about apprenticing with a sorcerer, learning how to teleport and jump off cliffs and fly and shit, and he thinks he says it's real. Yeah. So that's, it. that's worth looking into. Yeah. Or it's a waste of time. Or who the fuck knows. I just know that there is a solar system with one living planet in it, 
and at some point there's another one somewhere else and things were living on that one. Yeah. You know? And and you know people don't come up with the idea of apocalypses for fucking no reason. Yeah. You know you know You're what saying I mean? say that again. I don't think I followed you. I just think that like I don't know what's gonna happen, but the fact that there's all these other planets that used to be alive and now they're all dead, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not that, in, not in our solar system though. Did they used to be alive? I don't know. Were they? Probably not. Well, I mean, if you want to get into this, it's funny. Somebody just said, whenever we say on the podcast, everyone's losing interest. It's when they're like, that's my favorite part. <laughs> There's so many other dimensions. Like, we, we have, like, confirmed, I think it's 11 or 12 other dimensions. Like, other planets. Like, fucking people talk all the time about, like, black holes, other side of the black hole. Yeah. It's just like another Earth. You yeah. know what I mean? Just like a reverse Earth where you're Pete Holmes and I'm Jay Larson. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, and people talk about, like, there are theories where, like, every decision you make, I'm, pick, I'm choosing to pick up my iced coffee right now from the hippie shop. Took fucking forever. And she charged me wrong. Uh, I'm, I decided to pick up my coffee right now. Uh... There's another, every decision you make, there's another universe that spawns from that where I didn't pick up the coffee. Like, a choice is such a thing. Maybe it's not such small choices as that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I decide to, like, run you over with my car. You know what I believe? Sorry for running you over with my car. Yeah, it was totally cool. There's another dimension, man. <laughs> hey, another time, another dimension. <laughs> Let's get over it. Take off my belt. Why are you jerking off in the car? We're not in it's a car. It's a different dimension. Ah, there's a dimension where you did jerk off in the car in front of Kate. <laughs> yeah. She's still married you, though, but you didn't need to have that state of the union. Just, yeah. She, She's like, you love jerking off in that's cars? That's cool with me. What, do, what, what is the sexual thing that you like that you didn't that you hadn't told Kate? Would you mind telling me no, that? No, I'm not telling Come on. That's, you know, that's because then it's going to look, put Kate in a light. Oh, I guess. Yeah. We don't have to picture her doing it. Yeah. I mean, just, you know. It's okay. Yeah. Cool. You don't mind that, right? I don't mind. Okay. It came up just for her. That's totally for her. Um, what I was going to say is what I believe. <laughs> you don't now. You don't care about anything. But <laughs> no, like, I know. I'm like, what does he do? Lick the perimeter. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Keep going. Keep going. I'm so sorry. Keep going. No, I feel like we're on to something else. What else? Do, is there stuff on there? No, that no, we no, no, no. What are we going to say? I was going to say my belief is that I had this vision one time that we're all that that take those that little cashew, the golden cashew. Yeah. And we're all just an energy source, you know. Yep. And we're all just make up one giant ball of energy. Mm-hmm. So like an atom, we're all all of our energy sources just spinning around this giant ball. Mm-hmm. And every time a human's born born one shoots from that circling orb yeah. and goes into a human body the soul waiting room yeah and people then, on dmt describe that oh really yeah huh the DMT. idea dmt is a uh, dimethyl triathlon that's the shit your brain releases when you die when you die whatever. that's yeah, right yeah. and you it's it's in grass it's in uh, it's probably in coffee it's everywhere but like you have to synthesize it but like that idea that there's uh souls waiting around to be put into bodies and then there are, like, confused souls that are, like, dead people that think they're in hell but just need to, like, realize that Jesus. they need to wake up, that they're not in hell, that they're just waiting. Uh, and okay. some people come back because they got more to figure out. Some people go out into the ether. Is it, are, well, this is merged pretty nicely into our God talk. We always talk about God. <laughs> yeah. What do you got? About God? I don't mean to put you on the spot. I'm here with you. We're going to talk about it together. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean... Uh, I'm not, I don't want you to lecture me. I have... I just... I, I, I have... I really don't even have a... Like I'd love to Does believe. Does it interest you? God? Yeah. I like to have someone to blame. <laughs> that's that's a funny very funny no. answer. No, but uh No, I, that's a very I, I think that's very fu- I don't know why I'm not laughing, but it, my brain is like joke detected. Very funny. Yeah. And very kind of profound. Um but I I think that I believe in something greater than us, you know what I mean for Clearly. sure. Yeah. But uh I don't know if religion's a made up thing. I, I you know, I I really don't know. I have no What's yours? Don't, you were raised. Don't, don't ask me that. Okay, okay. <laughs> it comes up so much, and yeah. I'll happily tell. I, I kind of can't stop talking about it. But Carlos Casta Neda, Neda, 
he actually talked it's funny in the art of dreaming he talked about how wizards can see okay Mm -hmm. i'm gonna butcher this okay and he said something very similar to what you just said which is that we're all energy like we're the shape of energy so our soul if you could see me like the the extension of where I am isn't my body. It's your aura. It's whatever. A, I guess he doesn't really go into auras, but yeah, maybe. Okay. But it's like this egg shape. Mm-hmm. He says we're all kind of like these longer egg shapes going around. Did and he then, mention cashew at all? <laughs> well, it's funny. If it had been cashew, I mean, we'd just take out our dicks and jerk off in the yeah, car. You know what I mean? Sure. That would have been amazing. But then we all have these like points of consciousness, which is like a uh, a little uh, circle, mm-hmm. and it's on. It, he said it's on our left shoulder towards the back uh, okay. shoulder blade. That's where it is, and through that hole. And I'm sorry, I'm butchering this. All of reality is these strings, okay? That's, that's everything is these strings, and we can only let in a couple strings through that hole at a time. So we're only seeing a limited thing. Mm-hmm. Our senses can only pick up a limited experience. And he's saying sorcerers and stuff are moving their perception thing to pick up other weird frequencies and stuff. So wow. really, really wild. That's my understanding of it. Yeah. I started, that book started to depress me. I couldn't figure out why. Really? I, was like, I mean, I have like me. five, and I haven't read any of them. Yeah, it's fun to buy books and be like, maybe. Yeah, this guy gave them to me, so I didn't even buy them. No, oh, even, but, more, yeah, even worse. Yeah, you know, I mean, who knows, man? I don't. I, I would. I would. I, w- I can't believe in a. I, I believe in something created all of us. I can't believe that it looks out for us. You know what I mean? Because that it's wouldn't funny, explain. All I feel anything. is your father leaving. That's all I feel when you say that. Oh, I know. Well, that's all Which I feel. Fine. That's why I always look at. I'm like, how could anything be real to let something like that happen? Yeah. And I, I wasn't even like you know people have. My friend had his dad kill himself. I've had my friend's dad die on him and then his mother try and kill him. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. It's like mine's not like drastic. But for me, yeah. like a passionate human being, that's like all I can like fathom is like why that would happen. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. You, if you, once you can't push it somewhere in the world, like there's nowhere for it to go to exist to make sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then it always lingers. Then you're just going to look at life and be like, well, nah, man. That's like, you know, that's kind of like my whole philosophy in the world is like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to do things the way I do it because this is how my life went. And if you want to try and explain it to me, go ahead. But in the meantime, you know, I'm going to give an old man a jerk off sign for cutting me off on the highway. You know what I sure, mean? Sure, like, sure. I'm not going to. You're going to live your life. Yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. It's, it's also interesting to me how we can't separate our psychology probably from our religious beliefs in a certain way. You know what I mean? In fact, actually, though, I would say that I went to church with a lot of people that were drawn to the uh, Heavenly Father element of Christianity. They're like, their father left. And it's like, you have an eternal father. Your dad, your real dad, yeah. fucking king of kings, JC, moonwalking on the cloud. He's high-fiving <laughs> you, bro. That's true. He's doing some magic tricks. I think about it, too, because we want to have kids, and I'm like, you know, I don't, we got to f- have some kind of belief for them. You know, you can't just be like, like my sister's atheist. She and her husband, he, he's a physicist, so he doesn't mm-hmm. believe, and mm-hmm. they don't believe in anything. And I'm like, I don't want to raise my kids not believing in anything. I want to give them something, but yeah. I just don't know where to find it. What you would know? you give them? I don't know. That's why I said to my wife, I'm like, I really think we should start going to churches, like all different kinds and checking out and like meeting with like priests and rabbis and just getting to know what their stance is on religion. And I definitely, definitely don't want to be in a church where priests can't marry. That's a funny way. Definitely don't want that. Point of demarcation. You know what I mean? That's most of them. What the most they can marry. Yeah. And priests is only uh, Catholics. Yeah. That's where you get Catholic. I think, you know, you might, you might like the, uh, 
Presbyterians. What do you want, a high church? I'll I'll be. (laughs) High church means that you you want stained glass. You want to feel like you're in God's living room, or you want to be in like a convention center, or you. No, I definitely don't want to. I don't know. I want to just go somewhere that's right, where it's just like. What feels holy to you, though? I mean, like. Well, I grew up Catholic, so when I go to a Catholic church, like back to the Catholic church, you got that. uh, You got that root in you. Yeah, I know, but it was put there. It's not like I chose it. Yeah, but you'll go back and you'll be like, now I'm electing to go back. Eucharist, fucking... Do you go to church? Now there's a nuance in here. Yeah. I've gone to church enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? I've done enough church. I went to church. We had chapel three times a week at my school, so I'm good until I'm 42. Wow. It's all right. Yeah, you're good. You know what? I stopped going... (laughs) I think I've told that story before. It doesn't matter. And we're going long, and I want to keep it on you. I think you should uh, go back to Catholic Church. I think you'd enjoy that. And your kid, like Tom Shalou, has a really funny uh, and great perspective on Catholicism. That other love Tom Shalou. Tom Shalou's great. Yeah, just like he, he, a lot of like secret showbiz Catholics are out there. Yeah, and he was like, I like it because it teaches my children restraint. Mm-hmm. And like he, he loves doing stuff like he'll put a plate of cookies out and be like, you can't have any of these cookies, just to like teach them <laughs> to like look at a cookie and be like, I want it, you can't have it. But I want it. He can't. And then, like, he'll reward them for, like, I don't know what he does. But I remember him being like, That's I epic. like the structure. I like the rules, the, the confession. There was something about it. But, if, look, if I can tell you anything, you got to just keep an eye on it. If you're going to bring your family into church, you got to remember that other people are going to be teaching your kids. Yeah, and some of them are going to be telling them that a man named Lucifer, a fallen angel, a dark demon, is going to poke them in the dick <laughs> with a pitchfork for eternity. Because whatever yeah. example they're yeah. gay because they said Jesus Christ so they yeah. gave the jerk off sign when they cut off so just be careful but like I think I think there this has been coming up on the show a lot lately and I think there's that's you know, not really doesn't feel like a coincidence to me and maybe it's because I'm pushing the conversation I don't know but there's something to be said about like teaching your kids some sort of faith in the spirit of look this is one interpretation and I'll tell that I'll say this about the Catholics they seem to be the kings. A lot of Catholics I know of, like, this may not be the thing, the way, but this is our way. Yeah. Because this is fucking Somerville. Yeah. Beat it. (laughs) 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 That's tight. Told you not to. You didn't even ask me about religion. The religion time is when I just ask you one thing and then talk for 20 minutes. I think I might just put a small room in the house. All black with a floating golden cashew, and be like, "Go and go and see the cashew." <laughs> oh my god! Go and see the cashew. Can I come and see the cashew? Yeah, anyone can come see it. But I mean, that's going to be their religion. I've been jealous of you. See, you're not seeing ghosts, and you're not seeing uh, visions, and all that sort of stuff. But you did have a vision. You fucking saw the cashew, and I think that's cool. Yeah, the cashew. You saw man. a little bit of the potential of the mind to at least simulate an out of body soul experience. Yeah, but the thing is, I've always tried to like have something happen since. Yeah. Nope. Well, like you're, I, you're going you're going through <laughs> tunnels and stuff when you want to laying in bed. Yeah, epic. I, I can tell you a little bit about that if you want to try. That. Yeah, you want me to do it right now? I mean, do you want to do it right now? I'd love to do it. right yeah, now. Yeah, tell me. Middle of the day nap, right? Mm-hmm. Middle of the day, not too tired, mm-hmm. kind of a little bit tired. I used to listen to music, and you lay down, and you're trying to get into like a trance, basically. So close your eyes. And pay close attention to what you're seeing with your mind. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. images. And really kind of free yourself with the thought that you're like, you're not seeing in like one dimension. It's not in front of you. It's behind you. It's above you. When you're in your mind's eye, it's all around you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So focus on those images. Don't be upset if you're thinking or, 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 or songs in your head or whatever. It doesn't matter. Don't, be, don't beat yourself up for any way that it's happening. And all you do is you picture something above you, like floating like five feet above you, the length of a coffin, kind of creepy, just kind of like an energy thing. Above you, 
uh, on the bed. Mm-hmm. And then also atop you. So as if your head, there's like a, a globe right above your head. And both of those things are pulling you in those directions. Up through your head and out from your body. And if you do that for 45 minutes, you'll get the jet engine. Jesus, that's intense. That's it. All right. The perfect episode. Fun, Let me go over the paper. We always go over the paper. Cashew, Holiday Bakery. That's your website. Videos, decorating, hypnosis, doesn't matter. Invisibility. <laughs> Good choice. Gnomes, <laughs> Bukowski shrink, hobo. We still don't know why you lived with a hobo, but let's leave a little yeah, mystery. we'll leave it. We'll leave it. Will you say keep it crispy? That's how we end every Keep episode. it crispy. I wow. like to keep it crispy. <laughs> oh, my God. I've never been so trounced upon that you were so happy to say it. Yeah, keep it crispy, Fucking baby. keep it crispy. <laughs> I will. Will you? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Remain crispy, Jay. Thanks Love for it. doing oh, it, man. Pete, thanks for having me. Great episode. Now leaving Nerdist.com.